Hello and welcome to episode 41 of the Xbox Era podcast. I'm Sika Mechanico and today I'm joined by our usual co-host Special Ed and Figments and a very special guest, it's Randall Thor. Hey, what's going on guys? I uh, love the show. It's one of the podcasts I actually listen to every <laughs> week. I w- well, not every week, but you know you know what I mean, every every two weeks. It's right? good to have you, man. <laughs> uh, but I'm finally, uh, you know, get excited to be on, talking to you, Sick, you, Cairo, and of course, the man with all the Elden Ring info, <laughs> Mediocre Ed, my friend. How's it going? Listen, listen here, Tomato. All right? <laughs> This isn't this isn't poker, okay? You don't just come in here and bully me with your stack, your uh, your followers, and just lean and lean, all right? Brilliant. Mm-hmm. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Did you rehearse that uh, that speech? That like, like that moment? Actually, that? I had a different variation of it where I was going to talk about how you know Xbox is saving the best for last and, and stuff like that, and <laughs> I, I decided to go with that variation of Elden Ring. Because uh, I, I know it just torments, torments man, him over and over. Seriously, bad. Well, look, we it, it'll 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 come down to it'll come down to one day. Uh, Nick is going to say Elden Ring is not going to be at something, and then it's just no, 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 no. I've I've sworn <laughs> off the game now. Well, look, okay, let's let's, let's get this out of the way. Let, let me get it out of my system. So, um, what did you guys think of the Elden Ring reveal? Yeah, oh, yeah. There we go. Right now we're now we're done. Now we're done. Um, it was there though, right? It was there as m- most anticipated game. Was it? I didn't. I didn't even watch that. I didn't see it. <laughs> it did. It won yeah, over it God the, of War it, and Horizon. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Elden Ring fans, they really. It won over Halo though. Infinite too. I think wasn't Halo Infinite on that list? Yes, it was. Yeah. It was. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. But um, look, uh, it, there's been a lot of of really, frankly, great stuff to discuss this week so i mean you know what have we been playing well i think let's get that one out of the way because i I can imagine there's probably one game that's at the top of most people's lists um for a variety of reasons some of them controversial um it's been in the news a lot and that is obviously cyberpunk 2077 have anyone actually been playing it at all not me (laughs) Hilarious. I loaded, I loaded it up for a few minutes and decided I was gonna wait for the next gen version. That's what I'm doing. Yeah, I I literally uh, did the same thing. Um, I I I booted it up. I walked around. I made my character. I watched the shocking performance of the game on, and it's not shocking on Series X to 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 put it in a better way. It's it, actually pretty great on it's, Series it's X. It's okay, not. but oh, man, when you look at the PC version, you're like, yeah. Uh, I'll wait. <laughs> so mm. yeah, I, it's, it's gone. It's gone to the to the backlog burner. It's a single player game. You know, I'm not going to miss out on anything. I don't care That's about right. the story. So it's not like That's I'm going right. to be sitting there going, "What about the story? My spoilers." Yeah. Who cares? I'll, I'm happy to wait for the uh, proper next gen patch for that one. Yeah. Any, have they given any indication when that patch is actually going to hit, or is it just just next year, early 2021? Yeah. They did release a hotfix today, though. Uh, yeah, I that saw. released a couple days ago on PS4 and PC, and it finally uh, released on Xbox today. Oh, good. Um, I'm interested in seeing how that affects uh, increases performance or the you know textures and stuff like that. But um, yeah, I, I, it's it. There's that. Uh, I don't know if you saw the article from Windows Central, but like uh, it was uh, Cyberpunk. Cyberpunk shows why Halo Infinite shouldn't be on Xbox One, and they had counterpoint uh, yeah, point yeah. articles 
which is interesting <laughs> because you can make an argument Cyberpunk probably shouldn't have released on yeah. Xbox One and PS4. No, and it should it have just yeah. been a next-gen no, game. It, it, yeah. it really, really shows how poorly they paid attention to the base Xbox One and PS4 versions, to be honest. And well, this is the thing, right? There's a couple I mean, of oh. points here to raise, right? So the game was heavily advertised using PC footage. No one saw this thing running, and even they, their developer streams when they did the Night City Live Wire, whatever it was yeah, called, yeah. they only showed the enhanced console footage and only mm. unique segments. Like, and yeah, it was extended gameplay, and it was like, oh, okay, it looks, it looks all right. But man, there's a reason that they did not show you what it looks like on a base Xbox One or PS4, and that's because it was terrible. <laughs> and apparently, all the reviews are like very specific people, PC only. Yep, that's the only code like, they gave out. We didn't get a code yeah, for it. I got a review code uh, 20 minutes before the game unlocked for Xbox. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Helpful. Helpful. Yeah. Yeah, it's yeah, it's a weird uh, scenario. Like, do you, do you? I've seen people argue this. Do you guys feel that that is uh, false advertising to a degree to tell a consumer a base of like what is it, 150 million consoles across yeah, yeah. PS4, Xbox One? This is the game you'll play. Uh, are we, yeah. I presume you guys have all seen uh, the Jurassic well, I mean, Park they'll meme. Argue it's, they'll argue it's not false advertising because they've always they've never stated what platform it's running on, only that it's running in engine. <clears throat> That's it. Uh, So, and from what I understand, it almost exactly looks like that on PC. Yeah, it does look very, very very good on PC. So, you can claim false advertising for the console versions, but they never explicitly said this footage is from the console versions of the game. No, I suppose not. This is just a curious one, and I I don't know if you guys saw the Jurassic Park. Besides, like, bull shots have been in the industry for ages and they're never going away forever yeah Very. so it is what it is i don't well, expect just, anyone to go it's, after it's, them for it's funny you know i i was told back in april that it's probably going to be a 2021 game and i mentioned it in the discord a few times and everyone's like ha 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 it's coming out december 10 it's not getting delayed and i'm like looking at everything going on Maybe it really was a 2021 game that was just forced out the door. Because that seems to be how it comes across. Like, this game needed more time. Yeah. Like, way more but time. But, I mean, there's also, that's, there's, that's the double-edged sword. Like, the employees of CD Projekt Red had to crunch so yeah. hard to get this game out the door. The way the it is right now. It, the way it is right yeah. now. And I feel like even if it were to be pushed out to 2021, that crunch would not stop. No, it would continue. And even if the game is buggy and broken in a lot of ways, like at least it's out now. And the crunch, while it probably hasn't gone away since they're now working towards getting the the bug fixes and patches out and the next gen upgrade, uh, at least it's it's almost over, <laughs> mm. you know, closer to being over instead of de- being delayed indefinitely. You know, you, you saw that Howard I... would be happy though, that cyberpunk's <laughs> taking the mantle I've for a lot the, of, um, I've seen a lot of, I've seen a lot of memes about, uh, there was one where it's, uh, 
it was a Simpsons one with uh, CD Projekt Red's logo is over Homer's head, and Mar and Marge is like, <laughs> Todd, no, and then Todd <laughs> is right next to her and going like, wait, what? And she's like, force of habits. Force of habit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, the the best one has been the Jurassic Park meme, which with it, welcome to Jurassic Park, and it shows the PC version in all its glory, and it switches to the guy playing the theme tune on the kazoo. As it switches to like, oh, yeah. like PS4 footage. Yeah, like, it's brilliant. It's brilliant. I love it. It cracks me up. Um, yeah, good. it's it certainly looks to be. I mean, there's lots of reviewers gushing for it, and I actually found the review that personally spoke most to me that aligned with my mindset was probably uh, Jeff Grubbs, because mm. I suffer from serious open world fatigue. Uh, yeah. I, and you know even now I took two days off from Assassin's Creed and then I look at it and I'm like <sighs> I just can't bring myself to load yeah. it back up I was really in it as well and now I'm just like oh the grind the grind continues it is. It's like I think the I, I think the review I appreciated the most was Polygon's review uh, written by a woman named hold on let me look that up I don't know I haven't seen her name around but her... Didn't she get a lot of shit though? Didn't she get harassed like crazy? Well, the first uh, six paragraphs was all about the trans trans issues that the trans community yeah. had yeah. with cyberpunk, uh, which needed to be the to needed to be talked about and discussed, especially since the marketing run up to the game, as well as several honestly baffling design decisions in the game itself that can be viewed as heavily transphobic. Like, uh, there are certain sex scenes that are gated off with certain characters uh, based on your genitalia. Uh, wow. Which yeah. is really stupid. Uh, I... There's also the whole... There's also the whole uh, picking a... Uh, picking a high-pitched or a low... Uh, uh, or a low-pitched voice uh, gives you your pronouns instead of that being a separate... Uh, a separate toggle, which in the trans community voice is a big issue yeah. for a lot of people. So that was absolutely ridiculous. Well, uh, and then the whole the whole marketing thing of like, oh, picking your genitalia is somehow appeasing the the trans community, and it's like, okay, but this is not what anyone asked for. <laughs> I, mm. I I actually on that subject, I did our most disliked video ever, by the way, uh, mm -hmm. on on those issues. Um, I did a cyberpunk video that came out on the Xbox Zero channel maybe five, six days ago. Um, you know, and I got the usual stuff that gets thrown at you when you talk about issues that, you know, politics in video games, even though this isn't a politics thing. This is just people having the right to live the way they want to live their lives. Um, and what, what strikes me as odd is I, I think that the marketing for this game did step too far in that direction right it was almost like sideshow mockery which was just gross yeah from from what i've read and what i've seen and what i've played of the actual game aside from the actual advert and i, I wasn't aware figments you made an example of um certain certain coupling moments being gated off depending upon you know what gender you are <clears throat> but i think the marketing and the game are two very very different things uh, and that's not me making an excuse for the game but I think that the tone of the game, and I said this much in my video, I said I think the game is probably going to be yeah. a lot softer in these items. And I would also argue, um, not that it's right or wrong, 
um, that it's still way above and beyond uh, of the choices you get to make than most AAA games. Most AAA games, you are, a, you know, you're a girl or a boy. You don't get to pick and swap parts and all those sort of things. It deals with it in very black and white, standard gender, binary terms, and all that. Uh, it, there's some attempts there, but it's just because of the marketing, it feels arguably a little bit worse than it would do if if they mm. hadn't done any of the yeah, marketing um, and it just hit the deck running as the game was. That's, that's what I think the the Polygon review like spoke to me a lot i really uh speaking of which polygon's reviews have been insanely like really incredible over the last uh couple years i think they dropped after giving review scores to any games a while ago so it's just focusing on just the reviewer's thoughts there's no expectation of a score at the end uh but i think the thing that spoke to me a lot with the polygon article on uh, the polygon review on cyberpunk and let me let me just read the last paragraph because i thought it was very uh very on point uh, quote, and that humanity is a saving grace is this alluring of this alluring yet uneven and deeply flawed game. I can't deny that Night City wowed me with its scale, its verticality, and its sense of history. But I wish I could see people like me on its streets as something more than objects. I wish that the game's politics were more radical. Yes, I know I shouldn't look to a colossal game that was itself produced under exploitative labor conditions to lead the charge of anti-capitalist liberation, but I wish the sparks of Johnny Silverhand's ideological rage got to burn brighter, that Cyberpunk 2077 felt more interested in envisioning new futures than in reminiscing over bygone glories. Neither its gameplay nor its narrative can imagine the bold possibilities that I find so central to the best of Cyberpunk. But what it does offer is visions of people trying to make do and get by in a world that's trying to eat them alive. And sometimes those people get by with a little help from their friends. It's not the revolution I hoped for, but it's something. And I think that's very, very poignant for a final reflection on yeah. the game as a whole. You know, I'm I'm intrigued to to play it in 2021 and and see what see what I think. Mm -hmm. You know, but um, see what sort of shape it's in. We all know that uh, as an Xbox-focused podcast, um, and we may as well dive into the meat and potatoes, and Rand, I'm sure that you've been pumping out videos galore <laughs> since since the other night, and you've probably got a few more planned. Uh, we ate last night a little bit, didn't we, at Game Awards? We had some... Yeah, it was a, it was it was a, pretty, a... It was a pretty interesting night, especially after Mr. Aaron Greenberg told everybody dial expectations back, and right. uh, they weren't he's, going he's been to... Oh, my God, yeah. <laughs> Aaron's no. been listening to me. Temper expectations. Yeah. But the thing yeah, was, but... it's like they revealed Perfect Dark and they had gameplay for, you know, Warhammer Dark Tides and Vin Diesel's new game showed up, which is exclusive. And I'm, I know we'll get into the minutia of it, but like they had a pretty good night. And yeah. I just wonder if they've realized maybe it's better to set people's expectations low and then right. jump over the bar instead of yep. like coming out and being like the first Xbox series X gameplay yeah. and then not really showing any, you know what I mean? Yeah. So, well, right. I hope that's a trend that continues because yeah. that's what Microsoft's been desperately needing in terms of the, the positioning aspect of their marketing. It is so stupid that every freaking like Microsoft event was tagged with the best thing on Xbox ever yeah. or the world premiere of this great new thing and it's just like I, some dumb game that barely anyone would pay any attention to i feel in a way that sometimes podcasts like ours uh, and in general you know sometimes we all feed into that right there is a very passionate community out there that just want to they want to just play good games and they have been mm. yeah. 
without getting into fanboyism here, because I don't think that's what this is, right? There is a dedicated set of Xbox fans out there that have been told, I'd argue since 2017, wait, you know, just just hold on, mm. it's it's all coming, and it's it's just really, you know, the Series X is the first console under Phil's full leadership. Uh, as is the Series S, I guess. <laughs> and you're mm. finally starting to see the, the, the fruit drop in from the tree, right? And and people are just hungry for, to actually... Be, you know, there are the fanboys out there that I, I would argue are hungry to be like, ah, like that to their other fanboys on the other side of the camp. But, you know, whatever, you guys go off and have your little moment over there. But fundamentally, yeah. people that play on Xbox just want to finally get really stuck into some well-produced you know new worlds new technologies and actually play some good games um not that we haven't mm. been but you know the narrative is already set and i think it's that change of the narrative is causing a lot of this overhyping and turmoil and, and arguably sometimes we feed into that because we're just as excited and we hear things and we relay them and so on yeah so it's interesting i mean it's hard not to it's hard not to get excited like we love games we love what this medium can produce We've been invested in this medium most of our lives. Like, we're in a podcast talking about this freaking medium, you know? It's With just, that really famous YouTuber hard. guy who has a million gamer score, two million now. <laughs> two million? Uh, no, not even anywhere close. No? I, I swear you breached no? the two million. No, you I, I, I... Did you, did you calm it down after the first mil? Eight? I, no, I stopped after I got the million, basically. <laughs> I was about to say, I, you've I, slowed down, 1.2. I know. Well, I mean, you hit the one million. Like, what is it? What is the? What does anything after that really even matter at that point? Two million, three million. Get, uh, didn't they? Didn't Microsoft give like the first guy to reach some gamer score number? I don't know if it was a million or if it was like two million or whatever. But the first guy to reach it got like uh, Xbox Live Gold for the rest of his life or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, like my... a lifetime pass. I used to do a podcast with him, uh, Stallion eighty three. Stallion eighty three. Is that Stallion? Yeah. Gamer Score Popcast. Yeah, they gave him um, wow. Xbox Live Gold for life. Wow. Um, but yeah, not like they haven't given that to anybody else because of it. Like I think I was the fifth person to hit a million at the time, and all I really? got was Phil Spencer inviting me to E three to break break it on stage during Inside Xbox. <laughs> that's cool. So like yeah. that's that's it. Uh, um, see, maybe that's why I was confused. I thought you were either first or second because of that. No, I was, I was fifth. Okay. So, well, yeah. you know, just fit not, into the narrative. You know, I'm not special. Claim we, we, that's what we all thought. He's just, he's just. Well, mediocre. let's hope, let's let's see let's see what they do when the when the first person reaches two million. You think they're going to give them a, a lifetime pass? I think there's already someone. I mean, there's already like there? three or four people. Yeah, yeah. Are, are there? Mirnoff is currently number one, and he's on his way to three. Wow. I mean, getting gamer score and achievements now is a lot is super easy because there's a lot of developers out there who have realized that that's a, a good market, so they can kind yep. of make really cheap games, but then yep. give you all the achievements in ten minutes and release games every single. There's like three or three or two or three publishers who literally put out an, an easy achievement game every single week on the Xbox Marketplace. Oh, so wow. it's ridiculously easy to get uh, gamer score. Have you played uh, Fractured Minds? Yeah, I played Fractured Minds. Yes. Yeah. It's yes. like ten. It's like ten minutes. Ten minutes, and you've got a thousand. What was What was the game on three hundred and sixty that was really famous? Was it The Legend of Korra? It was an Avatar. Anime game? Avatar. Avatar. Thank you. Someone, someone out there, some Last anime game. fan is going to be like, "You confused Legend of Korra for Avatar and stop." No, 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 Avatar. 
It was on sale. It's funny that that's not backwards compatible. I assume that's a licensing issue. Probably. Um, so yeah, I mean, let's 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 get all the the meat and potatoes out of the way. I know there's other stuff, and we'll talk about, you know, um, particularly Halo Infinite and the high level update in a bit. Um, but I wanted to do TGA first because I think that's probably the the stuff that we saw there. And let's talk about the big one, right? Which is Perfect Dark. Uh, I don't know about anyone else, but I said to the Discord at. Pfft, I don't know, half 11 at night because I'm in the UK and that thing starts at midnight and I was like, nah, I'm not standing up for this. It's just trailers. I was still kind of half watching it in bed on my phone and man, like my wife was half asleep and the Datadyne logo appeared and I was like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. she was just like, what? <laughs> it's no. interesting. I, I, I went back and I watched some people's reactions that were streaming the video game awards yep. and you'd be surprised how many people didn't know that was the Datadyne logo. Oh, like As soon as I well, saw I... it, I'm like, oh, this is perfect art because that's Datadyne. Yeah. But yeah. there's few and far between <clears throat> where uh, people recognize that that was Datadyne because if, yep. you, if you had played Perfect Dark and you knew that was the logo, well, then you know what game they're about to reveal. Yeah. But mm-hmm. everybody was like, what is this? You yeah. know, yeah. and so, well, I, yeah, it's, and, it's kind of understandable because, like, Perfect Dark hasn't had an entry since the 360 years. launch. Mm. So, and people have been born in the time between the release of that That's game right. now. <laughs> so, yeah, like, this is what I'm saying. Like, uh, I went back and watched a couple of older episodes of ours yesterday, specifically because of Perfect Dark. And we've we've said it before. The beauty of Perfect Dark is it's we said it's the perfect IP to bring back because. For all intents and purposes, for the majority of gamers out there, it's a new IP. Yeah. Yeah. For most, like, I know it's not a new IP, Steve. Steve, I'm aware <laughs> it's not a new IP. But when, you, when you're talking about the majority of gamers having never heard of Perfect Dark, it's effectively a new IP. But then you've still got the established fan base there that do know what Perfect Dark is. So you, it's and are now in there and are now older and wiser and kind of want yeah. more mature experiences. So you can go after a reboot that's a bit a bit more grown up than previous yeah. games. It yeah. just it strikes it it strikes a good balance. I think like it's it's just yeah. I don't know it just I, I, sits I, in I that agree nice little you. spot. I so uh, let's let's talk about let's talk about uh, real quick. Let's talk about uh, the uh, the discussions that were happening back in 2018 after God of War released. So is Perfect Dark going to be Xbox's God of War? Um, well, look. Uh. Uh, for, before we get into what it's going to be, because right, um, if I, it's I, not if it's not a copy of a Sony game, then what is it? I I, I think it's not going to win awards. I think it's going to actually be something. <laughs> far more interesting and adventurous right people people love their narrative games but i don't think that's what the initiative is looking to do they're not looking to you know ape and and copy someone else they're looking to forge their own path which i admire and i can't wait to see what they come up with well the, the camera angle is yeah, already really i'm really happy that uh I'm surprisingly really happy that they announced the game was going to be first person mm. before any any we even know before we even know the story if we know it's a first-person game, well, uh, and I kind of wish it was. Funny. I just, I was just, I was just baffled by the people on the on the Discord and Era and in other places like Twitter, uh, of just all the all the people are like, okay, then this game is completely off my radar if it's not third-person. It's like what, what? Are you that addicted to a specific camera angle? What are you doing? 
Yeah, mm. I, I would just I wouldn't pay any attention to anyone that knee jerks like that at a trailer. It, uh, it reminds me of the people. It reminds me of the people who like refuse to play anything that's not first person because first person is the most immersive perspective. It's like okay, okay get a VR that, headset. I, I, limits, I, that just I limits some their of, gaming palette. I remember some of that when, uh, if you recall, when uh, Cyberpunk was announced that it was first person. Yep. A lot of yeah. people were, were upset yeah, yeah. that it wasn't third, and then it just went on to have eight million pre-orders and be the biggest <laughs> yeah, PC yeah. gaming launch yeah. of all time. So I don't really yeah. think people say that, but then they just buy the game anyways or, and play it. Yeah. Okay. It's like it's like that. It's like that Modern Warfare Two boycott page on Steam. <laughs> yeah. Well, and and look, I think there were a few subtle hints there. Um, I, I'm sure eagle-eyed uh, Perfect Dark fans like, and for the record. I I I disliked Perfect Dark Zero. Like, I don't really everybody want to talk about. It. I, think I don't everybody, want to talk about Zero. It. But the See, original, I liked it at the time. At the original the time, Perfect I Dark. I played the crap out of that game. Like I, mm. I had I had so much time in it, and I absolutely adored. And did anyone spot uh, the gun? The laptop gun. Yeah. Mm-hmm. As soon as I saw it, I was like, yeah. That's well, when I knew. Wasn't it was the... Wasn't the huge building the Carrington Institute? Yeah, I think so. I don't think so, because the Carrington Institute is the good guys, and that's who Joanna Dark is working for. That was the Datadyne building, right? So, Oh, well, yeah, the it had the logo guys, on top. Technically. But I, here's where I wonder, and, and for those that haven't played Perfect Dark, uh, we're going to be putting out a video article soon that um, me and a couple of the Xbox Era crew are working on. But Perfect Dark is a weird, pulpy kind of... Uh, game so you've got a, a, a an alien that loves elvis and is named elvis and and wears jazzy waistcoats um it's like corporate espionage stumbles onto galactic alien war and it, it comes mm. kind of comes out of nowhere and it's super super cool and it's great fun at the time but the, there were several really really unique things about perfect dark back in the day that frankly i don't think any other game has really attempted since so you had um in, very much in the spirit of GoldenEye on the N64, you had, per difficulty level, it wasn't that the yeah. AI got tougher or had more health or blah, blah, blah. You were given more objectives, typically that didn't revolve around shooting because you're a spy, like hacking the mm. camera system or retrieving another set of data or, you know, all these sort of things um, that that were more difficult to pull off the higher you went up, um, mm. uh, which was really unique. You had another mode called Counter Ops where a friend could play as just a random AI soldier on the campaign yeah, to, to come after you, you, which was super cool. Um, and then you had this amazing multiplayer with bots on the N64. Mm. Um, and every gun had a secondary function. Uh, there was just so much cool about that game. And I, when they when they showed off the trailer and they had all the different kind of hints, you know, um, and I think this is where some of the rumors come where, where people have said, including us, it's perfect dark, but not really. You know, if, if I was someone before last night's trailer, if someone was to say to me perfect dark, I'd be like dystopian cyberpunky type sci-fi mm-hmm. um, perfect dark, but not really. Yeah, we've gone into this kind of eco it is dystopian, but we found a way through it, and everything is kind of okay, but it's not underneath the surface. Um, that's super interesting to me. I think that's great. Yeah. Well, there was always two, and I talked to uh, Nick about this. There was always two rumors floating around about Perfect Dark for a long time. One that it was a full-on reboot of the franchise, which looks like it ends up being that one. But the other rumor was always kind of a little bit more out there, which it was seasonal or an episodic episodic. game Mm. uh which you know 
they wrote an article about the other day about Nick and uh, made the rounds, remember? Uh, yeah. But that it was Perfect Dark, but not Perfect Dark, but in the universe of Perfect Dark, uh, may not be Joanna, and that it might be multi-Xbox IP, where, yeah. like, first season was Perfect Dark, second season was something else. So there was always those where two I was referring to Black Mirror. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know... It, Basically, I don't know, like, whether... Because sometimes with the insider game, quote-unquote, uh, it's like a game of telephone. Yeah. Yep. You know, things get relayed wrong because you're hearing from a person that heard from somebody that heard from something, and it's usually always generalities and kind of just mm, it's not, like, very specific yeah. stuff. So things get lost in translation. And I always kind of felt maybe like that was the original pitch, uh, you know, the the multi-IP seasonal thing, like an early concept mm. that eventually got dropped and it was just, here's Perfect Dark, the reboot, mm. which I am very happy about because you know yeah. what? We don't get stealth action anymore, really. Nope. Like Ubisoft has abandoned Splinter Cell. Uh, you know, Hitman's great, but they're about to be done with, uh, you know, that franchise. Yeah. Uh, they're going to move on to 007. So if I need, if, if I want my stealth action, then I got to go to Microsoft and I'm happy that Joanna's returning, uh, that I, I'm, I'm kind of interested in seeing how they're going to separate themselves from, you know, Splinter Cell and, uh, Hitman and what type of game is going to be, how long is it going to be? Are you going to go globe trotting? Is it set mm. in Egypt the entire time? Does it have multiplayer? Is a different team? Like rumors mm. said, the coalition was working on the multiplayer, the multiplayer to go alongside of it. You know, like mm. there's so even though we know what it is and we kind of know it's first person, it's blockbusters. You know, uh, like what do they say, blockbuster stealth action or whatever. Yeah, like yeah, there's yeah. still a lot of unanswered questions oh, yeah. about the title, but at yeah. least we know for sure uh, that it's coming. The initiative's working on it. It's Perfect Dark. It's a reboot, and I will say that this is how you do a reveal trailer. Like, I wasn't yeah. expecting yeah. gameplay. Like, when you compare this to something like the Fable trailer, like, mm. this reveal trailer was a million times better than the Fable one. I thought the Fable one was too short. Yeah. It didn't really show anything interesting. But then again, mm. I guess you don't have that central character that kind of defines Fable, like yeah, Joanna yeah. Dark defines yeah. Perfect Dark. Yeah. The world of sense. Fable. And that, so, that's kind of what they focused on for their trailer, right? It was Albion's but they back. Did, like... I wanted them to kind of like go into that city of Fable and kind yeah. of go around and see some of the people mm. instead see of the being Heroes like, here's Guild. a frog and a fairy, you know? Yeah. Like, they just did the perfect dark reveal was so much better. Like, it just yeah, built it up good. that moment where she's sit standing in her pose with the gun and you know it's her. And then he says, Agent Dark. And you're like, what? Yeah. Is it really back? And then, yeah. yeah, perfect dark. It was what, such a great trailer. Uh, what is, gets me, though, is just the, the random people who came out of the woodworks to say, oh, well, it's not a gameplay trailer, so it's garbage. I don't like this. Well, this is the funny thing. Like, right? We actually did a prediction the video, and I said, uh, don't expect gameplay. Expect. And this is effectively the initiative saying, now you know what we're working on. Come and join us to help build it. It was, it was a recruitment campaign as much as it is an acknowledgement to fans to say this is what's coming down the pipe. It's the same for Fable. 
You know, although Fable was kind of like the worst kept secret in the world, this was this was yeah. them saying, "This is what we're working on." Now we don't have to be like super NDA'd to the gills to hire people. We can actually just you want to come work on Perfect Dark and you know drive the genre of stealth first person action forward. Yeah, I mean, cool. Perfect Dark was also an open kind of an open secret too. To be fair, like again, when I went back and watched those old episodes, it was almost exactly a year ago that we teased it. Yeah, as Perfect Dark. I don't know if you remember the episode where. Someone mentioned it, and then I made a face, and you two were both questioning me, going, why the hell are you making that face? And it was literally only a week or so before that I was in a DM where someone was basically saying, but not saying that Perfect Dark's coming back. And by the way, I'm glad we've got Rand on the show, because I've given Rand the receipts, and... The yeah. stuff that's being said about me is a little bit but wrong, but, so. but to be fair, you also gotta mention there are no names in the in the receipts. You black those out, so I don't know who Oh, of course I'm gonna black them out. Yeah. I, I can't show But I, I can confirm that yeah, Nick Nick has the goods. So like, just, just not the goods yeah. on Elden Ring. Just, that's why I just thought Elden Ring. I, I just don't get um, why people. I just don't get why people still expect in this day and age to have a gameplay trailer of a title that's like years away from completion, like at all. Well, yeah, I mean, what, what's the guess here, guys? Are we, are we thinking 2023, right? 2022. That's my... 2023. Minimum, minimum 2022. That, like, that's the earliest you can expect it. Yeah, I, I would, if it's 2022, it's probably late 2022. Late November, <laughs> oh, yeah. early December kind of game. Hmm. Well, but, I'm, just, I'm uh, just saying, like, it's definitely not next year. No, you know? yeah, And if no. it does it's come out, it'd be late 20... I mean, that's... But that's kind of the, the whole, what uh, Sick kind of mentioned, like, the wait for, as yeah. most Xbox games are essentially... 2022 and beyond you know so it's frustrating isn't it i mean let's let's be honest as 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 uh, as i'm sure the fan base the people that watch this podcast the people that watch you rand there is this sense that yeah we're we're still waiting you know like but then but then you look at last year or well i say last year this year i'm still sitting i'm sitting there thinking it's 2021 already i'm wishing it was god there's microsoft had probably their best year in a decade yeah, in terms of how much they put out. How much quality stuff they put out. It's not just how many games they release, but a lot of them, uh, Flight Sim, Ori in particular, were were really, really good games. Yeah, And that's oh, the yeah. thing. They're not the genres that I value. Yeah, well, okay. The gaming's for a lot more people than just you, Mr. I want my specific game. But you can feel the tide turning, I guess, is my... Is my feeling, but yeah, it is getting a little tiring, um, and the the doom and gloomers do come up. Ooh, you know, they botched the launch. Well, at least at least by <laughs> by all accounts, it looks like we're going to get Halo Infinite next year. So yeah, uh, let's hope that delay isn't maybe un- isn't preempting another delay. <laughs> maybe. Yeah, maybe. You, know, at this point. you never know. I mean, fall twenty twenty one is just a hop, skip, and a jump to early twenty twenty two. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> But it was good. It was good at the um, at the game awards to see Flight Sim finally confirmed. Yes. For consoles. Yep. And yes. I was yeah. shocked at how, assuming that actually was Series X footage, I was shocked at how good that actually looked. Yeah. Uh, Next look. gen only too. No Xbox One version. Yeah, I wasn't good. expecting an Xbox One version for that game. Uh, an Xbox One would cry in pain. <laughs> but you yeah, know, I mean, but okay. here's the thing: you know, people are going to bring up Matt Booty and Phil Spencer's quotes. From when they said they don't want to leave anybody behind, and that for a couple of years anything from their first party, which typically, I mean, even though uh, Asobo isn't owned yet, it's, it's a first party. Uh, I think game. Microsoft needs to, yeah, it, yeah. It, they consider it a first party, and 
that game's coming out in the time frame where they said all the games would be cross-gen. Uh, so, you know, some people will give them a little gruff for that. But speaking of the Game Awards, is anybody else really disappointed that Ori didn't get <sighs> n- win anything? Yes. yes. Like, uh, yeah, Star Trek Direction? Was, Are you kidding surprised. me? Are you yeah, kidding me? I was really surprised at how... Yeah. That's how uh, your award show gets a reputation, man. That's like, how Ghost of Tsushima is a, br- a beautiful-looking game. Don't get me wrong. And that would have been my second pick. But Ori is literally a, a painting. Like, how does it not win Best Art Direction? I mean, because it, I would have given it the it score as well. Last of Us Part Two, obviously. Well, no, I mean, Ghost <laughs> but, yeah, I know. Uh, yeah. And uh, it's just, I, I, was, I wanted Ori to win something, and you know, I feel like it, if they had just released that game in a better state, when yeah. reviewers got their hands on it, it would have had a higher mm. Metacritic, and maybe there was a chance that it could have kind of slotted into. Uh, the indie pick, like Hades, you know, would have been Ori. I feel like it got robbed, essentially. Yeah. Um, Disappointing. Even just just as as best art direction, like, I would argue best soundtrack. Like, Mm. the music for Ori and the Will of the Wisps, just like the original Ori, was, uh, frankly, uh, amazing. Like, Mm. Mm. absolutely superb, start to finish. Like, every track was just absolutely brilliant. Um, Earth Coker is amazing. I mean, I, Final Fantasy VII Remake One. I think more on nostalgia. Yeah. Like when you hear those those tunes from you remember from like yeah, it get it gets it gets you a little emotional, it gets you nostalgic, which I guess Ori doesn't have any of that going for it. Mm-hmm. Uh, this, this nostalgia feeling, but yeah, I I wanted yeah. Ori to win. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know those words. Yeah, I mean, it's cool that it got nominated, uh, but but Flight Sim won best got- sim, right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. There you go, yeah, Microsoft. Yeah, yeah. That that was expected. <laughs> and we got Mass Effect, and it's funny, you know, Mass Effect Remastered has been rumored for so I know, long. That's what I was expecting. Mass Effect Four. <sighs> like it, that was that was. A, I mean, I'm really not even Mass a Mass Effect, Effect fan. Is it really Mass Effect Four though? Because it just said Mass Effect to be continued or something. We'll, we'll, or we'll Mass continue. Effect continues. We'll oh, continue. Yeah. yeah. But it so looks a like Marvel, it's, um, a Marvel style end credits tease for the next movie. But it looked like that game was almost in, like right after Mass Effect Three with Liara, right? Yeah, that's are they exactly actually continuing like, yeah. that plot thread? And Which, that's and that's why I just sort of said four. Like, yeah, uh, maybe they're just going to forget Andromeda exists and just go straight to four. Well, Andromeda you think, was. You think, uh, do you think people are going to start asking uh, Bioware to allow them to use their previous uh, game state from <laughs> Mass Effect 3 and import that into Mass Effect 4? Uh, I wouldn't be or, surprised or if they allow you to get a divorce. I wouldn't be surprised if they allow you to like they did if you because when Mass Effect 2 came out on PS3 you, because I think Mass Effect 1 hadn't yet released, I can't remember the scenarios. Mm. But you got to pick a bunch of choices to help inform yeah. the decision. So um, I wouldn't be surprised if they did something to say, like, who lived at the end of your Mass Effect 3 save and who hadn't, and you can kind of start the game and continue the story. Okay. But, Counterpoint. Yeah. Mass Effect 3 is backwards compatible. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So maybe but they could do a... the save file import for Xbox but versions. It's... Yeah, for Xbox versions, that makes sense. But I don't think they're going to be going back to what is now... Uh, what will likely be a 10 or 11 year old save file <laughs> format just to extract your choices. Yeah. Yeah, that's why it, it, seems like such a, it seems like such a 
needless amount of over-engineering for very little payoff. Well, couldn't they extract your choices from the remaster when it comes out early next year? Yeah, I could do that. Like, you start it up and and you just like, well, I guess you would make new choices in it because you'd have to replay it or whatever, but... I would actually replay all of them. I loved Mass Effect. Definitely one of my I still love yeah, but do you really love Mass Effect 1's combat? Do you wish it got reworked? Okay, yeah. Well, I've heard that it has been reworked to bring it up to par with the rest of the trilogy, right? But like, everyone that hated Mass Effect 3, do you remember the, the uproar at Mass Effect 3, the ending, right? Mm-hmm. And saying that yeah. it ruined everything. I'm like, it's about the journey, man, not the destination. Like, damn. Like, I had the best like experience You'd... throughout those series of games. The last 10 minutes, is it going to make me go and throw my desk up i was like oh you've reduced it to a color choice but you'd, you'd think you you think like looking back on it now now, now that the world has experienced the failure of game of thrones hbo uh <laughs> that mass effect 3's ending was like the first kind of game of thrones-esque thing where it, it basically just killed your dog and stole your house keys or something yeah, with how bad how poorly people reacted to it uh you know i always and I'm going to spoil Mass Effect here, so it's fine. sorry for anybody who hasn't played it, but the game has been the game's old, right? Yeah. yeah. I always felt you, you like when fan theories end up turning out to be better than what the original creators have. Like, okay, so Mass Effect three ended up down. Hey, are you a, a blue or green or red choice, right? Um, but then the fan theory that Shepard was indoctrinated for the entirety of Mass Effect three, and that was the ending, was so much better than with the ending they actually came up with that I wish it was the real one. You guys know what I'm talking about. Yeah, the, yeah. Uh, the indoctrinated one. Yeah. Where like, and it makes so much sense. It too. does. Like, uh, what a it's, missed opportunity. But that's the thing. You, I, I find, um, writers for video games are in a precarious position, right? And like, you've seen it over, over, over the years, like, uh, the biggest example of, of the whole, whole, thing being thrown out uh, for me was the original destiny right where you saw joe staten leave bungie over it arguably because it worked his nuts off on a on a narrative and then well sorry we've got to chuck it all out because you know we, we haven't been able to develop the game in the way that suits the narrative now um they have to kind of come up with these threads and bones but then depending upon how the game is two years down the line lots of it gets cut and chopped and changed and thrown out and i think the fact that the mass effects survived all the way up until that point like trying to tie in every thread i wouldn't have envied that task at all um mm. you know and uh, it's a at shame some level though you gotta you gotta you gotta say like you gotta tell the writers you know you kind of just created this problem for yourselves uh it's a good problem to have there's a lot of variation <laughs> but you made it worse for yourselves by doing this and they know it i'm pretty sure they know it uh so how you were saying something about uh mass effect andromeda before i cut you off john uh what was that uh well you know we were arguing about the the sequel um and i actually had this same argument um with a friend of mine uh today funnily enough about because i said dude because he much like he and i you know our brother our other brother was garris right um but we were we were <laughs> talking about it It was like well we've already done mass effect 4 i was like no nah, andromeda is set at the same time as like the first one or the second one or something. He was like, no, it's not. We, we went back and forth and quickly Googling it, trying to out-Google each other. And I was like, see, see, I told you. So it's it's kind of like, I was going to say it's kind of like a prequel, but it's not. It's it's set off during Shepard's timeline, right? But 
semantics. We're we're arguing and being. Serious. Do you think? Do you think Andromeda will have some play in the next Mass Effect, or do we think that it, EA is just going to say Andromeda is a, a different galaxy exist. has nothing here? Doesn't it exist. Yeah, they, they won't. It's going to be Bioware's apology mm. to the fans, I, essentially. I, yeah, doesn't exist. But do we think that today's Bioware can do that? Genuine question. Pro- well, Casey Hudson left for a reason, didn't he? Right. Mm. Yeah. After just coming back, didn't yeah. he only yeah. just come back not that long ago? Like three years yeah. ago, I think he joined. Yeah, yeah. It's um. So he was there, then he left, went to Microsoft, where he was working on Hololens, I think, wasn't he? Yep, it's like VR yeah. Hololens, yeah. I think so. And then left Microsoft and went back, or did he go somewhere else before? No, going he back went. To... He went right back to Bioware. He did. Okay. Yeah, can I ask, a, can I ask a question? Because thinking yeah. about Mass Effect has got me thinking about like, remember the 360 era? You would not only get the game, you would also get two sequels. So you had Mass Effect one and two and three during that time frame. Yeah, Uncharted one, two, and three in that time frame. Mm, Gears mm. one, two, three, and Judgment in that Judgment. time frame. In one generation, you'd have so many sequels. Yep. Now we're lucky if we get one game. For yeah. one generation, does that bother you guys any? Like to an extent, are you are you happy with like so? You the, know? Is the GTA problem of uh, yeah. PS3 had uh, three different G, three GTAs and GTA Five had what had two three different generations or something? No, you're uh, thinking of PS2. Was it? PS2 oh. had three GTAs and then the PS3 and 360 had one. Oh no, I'm. Oh, actually, no, they had but, two yeah. as well. Technically, yeah. I think it's just, it's just something I thought of about how, like, the 360 gen, it was like you had sequels every two years, essentially, yeah. to games that were big. And yeah. now you're lucky to get the like one game and then maybe a sequel at the beginning of the next generation. It's just, it's all slowed well, down. I, I, think it's a, I think in a lot of ways, I think in a lot of ways, like, the 360 generation with the, the rapid pace of new titles coming out and new sequels coming out was just a holdover from previous generations where game making was so much faster yeah, because there was a lot less going on. I, so, uh, I, I, Xbox One and PS4 generation really like, put, like, put the brakes on a little bit because the games started getting way more complicated, took a lot longer to actually finish, and uh, had a lot more staff on board with millions of different opinions at every single point in time that all had to be contended with. Uh, and so, I think we're approaching... I'm hoping it's still unstable. It's still a very unstable like game creation industry, considering we still have to go through periods of crunch to get things out the door for for not having a marginally broken game. Uh, and even then, some games just release fundamentally broken, despite having such long turnover. Uh, so I think I think we're just approaching a new normal. I to I... be honest. I'm of the opinion that there's there's two problems here, and I, I've spoken about this on previous episodes. And one is, uh, I, I think in that cadence, you know, where it was every two years you got the next trilogy, it was good for people that love to continue the story and love the gameplay, right? Um, but I, I think there's also a certain amount of fatigue that comes with that. Um, I'm still stunned that Call of Duty hasn't just completely fallen over yet because mm. it, it's just so oh god the same thing again and again and again well 
But, Call of Duty, to be to be clear, Call of Duty hasn't fallen over because Activision keeps pumping money into it to make sure its old legs can still carry it to the but door. you've seen something different happen with this release, right? One, the pandemic has obviously affected how it was developed, but two, uh, Warzone has kind of eaten its lunch, and, and this is what I was, when I mentioned I'd spoken about this on previous games, there are too many games now that vie to be the only game, and there is a a genuine concern from and this is semi why i love game pass as much as i do uh, beyond the arguments that it's obviously such a, a value-driven service for as me a consumer i don't care about who gets paid right sorry developers i i benefit from this i like it um but it, it allows for me to just nip in and, and play very short different experiences you know um there's still room for those big triple a things but more and more, you find these games trying to be the only game you play. Fortnite, Minecraft. Mm. Oh, we want to be a platform. We're seeing it now with Halo. You know, I'm presuming the new Forza Motorsport is going to be a platform for the next life of the console decade, whatever you want to mm. call it. Now, my concern is if every game is a platform, you can't play them all, right? Especially yeah. the ones where it's competitively driven. You know, if you don't keep up, you know, then you fall to the wayside and you're not good at it. There's this element of like, ugh, you know, so I don't think it worries me in um, that, that games are going to come out less in, from a narrative perspective. I think that the longer you you get to wait, the hopefully the better the product is and the more polished and the more interesting and the more risks they can take. But... I, I just feel like games nowadays, for the majority, they're just trying to be the only thing you play. And by doing that, you're going to see more failures. You're going to see more studios closed down because they're attempting to do be this thing that can't can't frankly compete to the other big thing. You know, like nothing mm. is going to beat Fortnite yeah. for a while, but there will be one that comes, and then suddenly people are like, oh, <clears throat> now my time's going to be split between this and this, and it's I don't know. It's there's too many. I- like that on the risk thing i'm kind of like the opposite of you john i think like i think the longer a game has to create the less risks are taken because the more money the longer a game takes to make the more money gets dumped into it and the more concerns are raised that we're not going to be able to make the money back on this uh so like some people i know some people are going to claim i'm just being an arrogant fanboy or an ignorant fanboy about this, but God of War 2018 wasn't a risky game. No, granted it was extremely well put together. Yeah, it was extremely well put together, Uh, but it wasn't risky. And there are people out there that think, Oh, uh, Sony Santa Monica took a risk by taking God of War and turning it into this, this kind of game. But it's like, it's not that much of a risk. It's a formula that's proven to work for Sony. They had a lot of help from outside studios getting that look and feel just right, who had had experience with those kinds of games. Like, maybe taking God of War in that direction was a risk, but the game they were making fundamentally wasn't risky. It was very safe Hmm. for Sony to do. So, uh, I think Uncharted 4 was also a very safe game. Last of Us 2 did a lot of things narratively but by by the gameplay itself did it take any risks not really it was a game naughty dog had made before you know 
Well, that's 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 so, where the the industry is going to be interesting, right? Because we're going to see. I think we're going to see a, a, a resurgence of smaller indie developers um, and smaller teams doing things. Like I long for the day where a game is eight hours long and is really cool for eight hours, and then it's done. Yes, please, more of yeah. those. Ghost <laughs> oh. Runner was like that recently for a few of my friends. It's I on my it's it on my wish list. I really want to play Ghost Runner. Uh, it's I haven't played it personally, but from everything I've heard of Ghost Runner, it is phenomenal, and mm. it is a very nicely contained experience for what it is. So, what about you, Nick? But I mean, yeah. What was what's, I, what's I, your take? I'm a narrative guy. I I kind of miss the days where you could expect like sequels to games mm. in one generation. So, like, when you get, like, a cool game, um, I'm trying to think of one off the top of my head, like, where it's like, okay, let's just say God of War. God of War comes out, and it's like, well, I'm not going to be getting another God of War until next gen. And then, you know, Ragnarok's going to come out, say, I know they say next year, but I don't believe it. Say 2022. 2022. Let's say 2022. I'm going to play that, and it it most likely will lead into another game, but that Mm. game probably won't be out until around the ps6 launch Close like to, i like mm, i don't know like yeah. i li- maybe because i consider 360 one of the best gens for me personally because it was like dead space one dead space two you know you yeah, had like, so many you had the mass effect console. games you, you had the assassin's creed games before they were kind of you know recycled but like yeah there was always something to look forward to like i try and i love and i, I know your point like every game wants to it to be the game for you like this is the only game you play and a lot of developers mm. are chasing that like apex legends and warzone and fortnite and Warframe. halo infinite upcoming and all these games as a platform and they kind of get exhausting because at one point i was really into warzone and i played it for 200 hours but i haven't since but if i go back it's like well, i'm not gonna have my guns yep. or the meta's changed completely and yep. i don't have the gun that's you really good it. now updated and all that stuff and it, and like you play it and then you get destroyed and it's not fun <laughs> and you don't play it so you just get further behind um so i kind of just long for the days where the games came out on a more steady pace and you didn't have to like if there's a new mass effect game like the one we're just talking about here great say that comes out in 2024 and it's great but it's like okay the, the sequel is going to come out five years six years later like i, I don't know i i, I kind of just wish it and I know the reasons why, like you guys mentioned, development's more complex, you know, uh, 360. More. Yeah, like now they're trying to do 4K, you know, <laughs> textures and all that stuff. And I, I get it. But like there was just something nice about the 360 gen where if yeah. it was a franchise that you liked, you would get a sequel really soon instead of like five or six years later or not at all. You know, yeah. it, it felt mm, a yeah. little bit and like it was the last games console that was seriously just plug and play. Like, you know, now we've got to wait for things to install. You know, it's all well, digital. You know, everything is... That uh, changed towards the end, though. It did, but even then, you could still put a disc in and, you know, it was only like the last year or two that had the, oh, well, hang on, you've got to install this second disc. You've got to install you the play. disc. I mean, technically, mm. the last console that's plug and play right now it's is the, the Switch. Switch. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, fair, fair point. Uh, and honestly, like the switch is it that that the switch does it without sacrificing loading times, without sacrificing uh, asset streaming, because they all use those little flashcards to do it. Mm. Yeah. And it's just 
I kind of wish the big boy consoles would do that too and just ditch the disc slot and go back to car- flash cartridges. Uh-huh. That'd be swell. They'd but that's not going to happen because flash cartridges are expensive as hell. <laughs> yeah, they'll uh, never do it. Never, ever, ever. It's, it's never not going to happen. The games so, are too big. Yeah, but it's not going to happen. I think I want to. I want to clarify what I said a little bit earlier. Was like, it's game development. Game development is more complicated, but I feel like it's largely just a problem that's self-inflicted. Uh, these the uh, these studios <clears throat> want every game to feel new and fresh and exciting, uh, but to do that, you have to pull off a lot of work with new assets, new texture designs. Uh, redoing lighting engines, updating updating how things stream in and out of the game world, all this other stuff. Uh, and while I don't want to say a lot of it was co- like games were very cookie cutter in the 360 generation, which they weren't, uh, but they relied more on, at least from my perspective, they relied more on a building out a single engine that can span a few few good years. Yeah, and then layering on top what they needed to at the time, but stuff, but what they needed to have at the time wasn't really all that complicated to just add to the engine and get it done with. Uh, now it's like every game is coming out with revolutionary changes to their engine, uh, with brand new assets, with new models for a rock on the side of a road. <laughs> it's like. It's like, is this is this work all really necessary to create a good game? Not really, not really at all. But because players demand such things, such quality out of their type, out of their single player and multiplayer games, it takes longer to get to that level. And the studios have justified it by saying, "Look, we can if we revamp essentially our entire tool stack for this next game, and then for the next game after that, and then for the next game after that." It'll take longer to make those games, but those games will look better, sound better, and players will buy them more. Hmm. Uh, and it's just, yeah. I feel like a lot of that is self-inflicted. Like, it doesn't have to, people will buy the dang game. It doesn't have to look like groundbreaking technology every time, you know? Yeah, it's it's an interesting one. There's a good question around, and you know, maybe maybe I'm sure folks will in the YouTube comments give us a give us your thoughts on what what kind of what did you prefer? Did you prefer having a, a trilogy one and done in one generation and then that's it? Or do you do you like this drawn out marketing cycle of continuous hype? Um, but uh, just quickly before we dive into some of the other news, uh, Game Awards, just flipping back to that, obviously lots of other things were shown. Um, any particular highlights of, you know, pick your top two new things or things that, that maybe not new but that you saw a little bit more of and I'll start with you Nick uh, outside of Perfect Dark for me it was Ghosts and Goblins but most people didn't care about that <laughs> I, I, oh yeah the, the new Nintendo exclusive yeah yeah I love Ghosts and Goblins I got it on PSP got it on you know Super Nintendo back in the day Mega Drive I, I don't know I'm realising more and more how much I buy into Capcom stuff uh, Ghosts and Goblins looks great. That was my biggest one. What about you, Rand? Outside Perfect Dark. The one that stands out to me outside of um, Perfect Dark was the Callisto Protocol. Mm, uh, the sci-fi game that resembles Wolf. Dead Space. You know, like when the guy was walking, the prisoner was walking, and he had the green bar in the back of his thing. Yep. 
gave me flashbacks to the you know the suit and Dead Space, and it's made by Glenn, Glenn Schofield. It's his studio, uh, set in the PUBG universe. Like yeah. I'm a sucker for sci-fi what? and that stuff. So like, yeah, did you Wait, guys, did you yeah, I, I knew it was, yeah. but I was like, why is this in the PUBG universe or the PUBG? That's how we say it around here, around by the yeah. way, it's PUBG. Yeah. No, um, no, we're not saying it PUBG. Just stop talking. Um, so that so that game really stood out for me, and it, I guess the game that stood out for me for the wrong reasons, and I guess as you could tie it into the what Xbox announced was uh, when Vin Diesel showed up <laughs> in Arc Two, which I was like, man, they're doing an Arc Two. I thought it'd be like a Minecraft game, and then we find out later that night that it's exclusive to PC and Xbox Series consoles. Yeah, well, um, we even know what kind of is, game that is. It's going to be the same thing. I'm just going to be the same as Ark. Yeah, I would imagine. With so Vin it's not Diesel, be like a narrative thing. Because to me, that trailer tried to frame it like it was it a narrative-driven game. If it gets a narrative, it's because Microsoft footed the bill for it. Like same, I'm going to say same thing that's happening with Crossfire X. If Ark Two gets a it gets a story mode, then it's probably because Microsoft is funding it. I, I just assumed, based off the fact that they got Vin Diesel and just the style of the trailer, I just assumed that it has a narrative mode. Like a I still don't mode. get. I still don't get why they went for Vin Diesel. Vin Diesel only knows how to play one character, and it's Vin Diesel. <laughs> yeah, he's Vin Diesel himself. with different names, but Vin Diesel. But it's because he's always been big into video games, though. Yeah. Yeah. Like he didn't he basically start Starbreeze. Uh, he the was studio? heavily, Didn't... and let's be honest. I mean, what a great small segue! How good was Chronicles of Riddick on the original Xbox? Mm. Yeah, yeah, like one of the best. Damn, instant cult classic. That game was, and he was heavily awesome. involved in that. He was not just as an in-game character. I mean, in the development of it, like he was involved. Such a good game. Like, <laughs> yeah, um, but but yeah, the arc thing was a bit weird. I just worked under the assumption that it wasn't going to be like the first arc. I thought it was just going to be a story-driven game. It was a terribly... Again, just purely based on the trailer. Yeah, the trailer was terribly animated. Like, I can't be alone in thinking that. It just looked really... It looked what like was, a bad Saturday morning cartoon. What was the other game uh, that had the worst frame rate you've ever seen? It was like Crimson Desert or something like that? Oh, yeah, yeah. Is, uh, it, is that a Black Desert add-on i think so I, or like a something but i was watching it and i'm like it looks cool but hey those 10 frames per second huh like, <laughs> cool boy did you guys see the the tweet that i put up on the xbox Zero account where a friend of mine did the hilarious on the red carpet interview with vin diesel <laughs> uh nope. i i'm gonna risk this on the mic and if it doesn't work i'm gonna go in and edit it out but this was, uh, he, he took an animation, he took like a, an app on the phone and put Vin Diesel's face, because we were talking about the trailer and me amongst the friends, um, so I have to shout out Monkey Cop on Twitter for this, and we were talking about how he's got a stupid face. <laughs> Vin Diesel, don't come and hurt me, alright? I know you're a big dude. <laughs> but he, he recorded <laughs> this, and it just made me laugh. Right, I'm going to play it, because even if it sounds bad, hopefully it won't. It's me, Vin Diesel, from off the movies. Look, I've been hearing that you've been saying things about my face being stupid, and I'm not stupid or thick. I'm very clever, actually. I've got GCSEs in maths and in English and in PE. So don't go saying these things that I'm a dafty, thick man, because I'm not. I'm very clever, actually, okay? So that's what I want to say. I'm going to go now. I'm off now. I'm going to go and eat some bricks. Okay, then, bye-bye. Bye. What the hell? What? <laughs> I was in tears, man. 
Like, I'm going to go and eat some bricks. That That is uh, Vin Diesel, their exclusive interview. Mm. He hasn't got a stupid face. Um, sorry about that. <laughs> yeah, John's only saying that so he doesn't get punched in the face later. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. dear. That did crack me up. Um, yeah, that was it was a weird-looking game. But uh, there, we- there was something else that I'm actually quite shocked we haven't covered. Now... Obviously, over the last couple of weeks, I've been doing the uh, podcast circuit and uh, was on the, the Game On Daily, then was on the Xbox era, You Had Me at Halo podcast. And yeah, look, you've been a busy boy. It, it, was, it was their most viewed episode, and I don't want to say <laughs> it was because I was on, but it's because I was on. Uh, I and, think it was um, more because of the subject. Wow, so much for not wanting to say it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, and yeah, Halo had their big update, and since everyone's so quick to jump on and tell me I'm wrong, I was pretty much one oh. of the only people that said, give Halo that full year delay, and everyone called me crazy for saying they're not going to delay Halo for a year, and they just delayed Halo for a year. How come people only remember when you're wrong about Elden Ring and new studio announcements and stuff like that, but they don't remember when you're right? You know, no, because, you know? because being right is overrated. OK, mm. it's so much funnier to see Nick's reactions when he's called out for being wrong. It is funny because it makes for it makes for good podcast content. Let me tell you. Yeah, well, <laughs> it, it I, I don't know. I, I, I was called crazy a lot for saying it was going to be delayed a year, but I still don't understand the logic behind delaying it for less than a year. Yeah. Uh, I said it then, and I'll say it now. You've already ruined your next-gen console launch by delaying Halo. If you're going to do it, go all the way with it and delay it for a full year to make sure it is perfection. If they were only going to delay it for three or four months, what a waste. You've, you've, what's the point? Like, it's just, to me, that's What if it only enough. needed to be delayed three or four months, though? You know? Well, uh, now... This is this is an interesting subject. So um, let, let's 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 walk through this. So we we had the high level update. It's pretty clear, and this is where I'm I'm sure everyone is confused, right? That right up until after the showcase, like two weeks after the showcase, the game was coming at launch. Mm. But it was pretty clear that in July when we saw it, we were like, gameplay looks cool. Mm what's going on with what it looks like um you know there was there was obvious concern there and and they rightly pivoted but i'm very confused at uh, how that conversation hadn't happened earlier internally uh within microsoft to before to get it to that point like that's the big question it is it is I, i can give an answer but i can't give one that's not going to piss people off you thought you fucking, think you fucking. think you think people they thought people wouldn't complain and that they would just quietly ship the game out. You think that no, no, was no, no, no. It, I think I actually think the answer is even more concerning. I think it's that they thought that looked good. It could just be that simple. They thought it looked good. Mm. I'm not saying that is the answer, but like again, applying logic, what other answer is there? Staten said he's played the campaign twice, which means the campaign's finished. We've heard the multiplayer is pretty, like, in good shape. So for it to go from revealed in July 
ready to go in November to all of a sudden in August, we're going to delay it, but we don't know how long for. And then all of a sudden in December, delayed for a year. Mm. I, I said it then. Craig could be a blessing in disguise. Like, <laughs> Yeah, you did say that. That's you true. know, it, it's just funny. Like, you know, it was a dumb fanboy that made Craig, but, mate, he could end up saving this game in the end. Like, I think the bigger concern is that everyone inside 343 and Xbox thought Halo looked good visually. Or, or, or people in Xbox didn't know and didn't see what Halo looked like until the July game showcase. And when they saw it, they're like, uh, what? Oh, man, they've got to have management okay. meetings that before that be... showcase to, to prove yeah, trailers. I, and... it, I, feel like, I feel like, I feel like anyone in management got their hands on that game well before any sort of trailer was greenlit. I, I have a like different... Phil, surely Phil had to have seen that before the July show. He must have. I yeah, have... but like, Everything, everything I've seen of Phil seems like he is—he's just very much excited to play the game. He doesn't care what it looks like. Well, so uh, I have a—I have a slightly different theory. I think that the art style was, to me, and I, I'm sure people will let us know in the comments and 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 you know what they think. To me, was very very reminiscent of Halo Three. Like almost an homage to right, and we've seen that in the lead up to the trailer. It was kind of like a combination, but it was very, very finely beautiful 4K. To me, and you saw the comparisons to Halo Three specifically. Oh, it kind of looks the same, you know. But there was so much that, that just didn't make sense as part of that reveal. So I wonder if, and you know, obviously we saw Chris Lee then leave the studio and Joe Staten come in. Is that a direction that has been being pursued for this dev period of going in that kind of art style? They've had the feedback and thought, we're going to have to pivot and go in and retouch everything up, all the assets and everything. Like the gameplay, we're good. We, we know what we're doing. But we're going to have to we're go great. back and bring it up to a graphical fidelity level that pays homage to the that stylized design but is more gritty and more what the fans want. I don't know. It's yeah. it's interesting, and I don't well, know why that it happened. Up, that update was almost eighty percent about how the game looked, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah, like right. there was some stuff about the multiplayer, and they were very forthcoming about, and, "Hey, no yeah. loot boxes and no randomness and rewards yep. and stuff," which mm -hmm. is great. But the majority of that update was focused right. on the one thing people really hated about the demo, which was. Yep. This game looks like an early Xbox One game. It looks worse than X than Halo 5, right? And especially for a brand new console, uh, people expected more out of Xbox Series X and Halo Infinite being 343. Mm -hmm. um, so that whole update dealt with like, well, things weren't ready in this July update. Like we weren't doing this, 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 and this. Mm -hmm. And oh, Craig, he, you know, with the brutes, now we're doing beards and like yeah. long hair and stuff like. It, yeah. it was. It almost seems in a direct, literal response to people's complaints about it, and they went back to the drawing board and be like, "Yeah, like we need to just like go back and just do this all over again. Like not changing yeah. the campaign because, like Nick said, you know, Joseph Satan said he played it twice, so it's obviously content complete. It's just that they needed to give the game a visual makeover because that's what everybody, Wants. you know, uh, 
yeah, what everybody didn't like about the the thing. And it was like, and it takes a year. And we've already seen with the Xbox Series X where some of the launch games maybe aren't performing up to par because developers didn't have dev kits as long and maybe some of the, the tools aren't as... Mature. Uh, mature as you would expect so maybe and remember when they originally talked about it in july they were like ray tracing isn't going to be even launching with the game yeah and, yeah and people were wondering well, why is ray tracing not going to be there like it literally just seems like a direct response to that it was like well we need to go and kind of just make this game look special yeah and that's what the majority of that update you know, and the screens, the renders they showed of the they look good. The Spartans they yeah. look really good. The, the really sniper good. rifle, the rocket launcher, wasn't like it one looks of them really a, good. Was it one of the the skins that they showed, like the uh, exclusive SR one five two? If you, yeah, the SR one five two. Yeah, it's it's basically yeah. for those that don't know what that is, is if you're still playing Halo Five right now, and you can max out your XP, you get a special skin in Halo Infinite. So you've got a year. Get on it. Grind that. Grind that bad boy. What's out. the max? 152 is the max, and it's ridiculous to get to that point. Level 152. Level 152. Yeah, SR 152. I've got, yeah. I've got no chance. I'm 49. I'm 100 levels away, and I've played, and arguably, I would say I've played a lot of Halo. I've played a lot of Halo in Forge by myself, <laughs> making stuff no one plays. But yeah, it's it's interesting, though, because um, I actually, we I mentioned it in the last couple of podcasts, we had our virtual LAN last weekend. Right, where we all got together and we put up a big Google Meet and we were all just hopping in and out and could see each other on camera. It was really cool. And I I, I am the uh, Halo fanboy of the group, right? And I'm like, guys, let's play some Halo. We had a bunch of old MCC customs. And it's so nice that that works now. It was really nostalgic and we had a lot of fun. And then I managed to persuade the group to actually come in and play Halo 5 because I was like, they all kind of gave up before the big Forge update dropped when it released back in, when was it, 2015 now? And uh, we we had an absolute blast playing all of the silly programmed custom games like Duck Hunt and Mongo Mongoose Sumo and stuff like that. And one of the one of the guys said at the end, "Isn't it weird? We all met playing Halo, and here we are. And the most fun we've had all night is playing Halo in a way it was never originally designed to have been played." Hmm. Um, hmm. And it's that's true. And it's like, yeah, I've, I, we had more fun doing the silly stuff than we did doing the the competitive. Um, maybe we're just getting old and we're just like driving mongooses into each other. I don't know, but it was a really, really good time. So, I, I, I feel, I feel for the team. I think that the high level update that they put out was good. I think it it quelled the concern. It did the right thing. It was super transparent and super detailed. Um, I am very, very curious about when we're going to see that again. And honestly, E three. So six months from now, I think, is when we're going to get another glimpse of gameplay. Might and they'll start their marketing campaign all over again. That, I don't, that reminds me. That whole, that whole 343 uh, info, info bomb that they did for Halo uh, Infinite. Uh, they did that, and then two, I think it was either two days later or two days before that dropped, uh, Bungie released a, a, a blog post detailing uh, the reasons behind several of their changes in destiny 2 and why they went with the way they did and while like everyone seemed to be pretty happy with 343 and, and like being as transparent as they were with the changes for infinite bungie sitting there over here going oh yeah we uh we scrapped all this content from the last three years uh to grow the power uh grow the power ecosystem 
And uh, the number one question was, grow it how? If you're taking away content, nothing's growing. <laughs> it's getting smaller. <laughs> yeah, I think, I think, and from what I've heard, uh, the majority of the Bungie teams are not necessarily oh, focused they're on, on their... Destiny. They're, 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 they're yeah, they're on, on their, their new game. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. They're, they're on their new game. They're Question. pretty much done with Destiny. They're checked out. Question about Halo. Shoot. So it's yeah. now delayed a year. Between now and then, I'm also interested in your take on this rant, or sorry, your answer on this. <laughs> Question. Is Xbox One going to be ditched? I'm going to say no, because the reason it's free to play is because they need to reach as many users as possible, and that's the whole point. Uh, I, I, I'm going to agree with Rand. I've also had... Um, I've had or heard some some pretty direct confirmation that there's no chance that's happening. But we saw, you know, I think Randy brought it up at the beginning of the podcast, right? This whole counterpoint uh, piece from mm-hmm. Windows Central about the for and against, you know, why cyberpunk is a reason that it should be. And I have to agree. I think, I think that there is... Um, a very good chance that they'll probably do what the counterpoint to that original article window century did where it will get to a point in two, three years time where they'll just say, we're no longer, this is the last update for Xbox one. We're no longer going to just like, just yeah. like Bungie did with destiny. One, uh, exactly. Where it was yeah. like at some point we've like, hit the tipping point. We're going yeah. this way now. Um, if you want to carry on playing, you need to go get yourself a new machine. I think that's the more, the, the likelihood they have spent a lot of time refining and, and building an engine that can do this it makes no sense to throw throw it out i don't think you're going to see the disparity that you've seen with cyberpunk cyberpunk is is particularly a very cpu intensive game um that is uh being absolutely butchered <laughs> or is butchering the jaguar cpus in the og consoles right it just can't mm. it can't do it um whereas i think because they're first party i think they are beholden to support the Xbox One, and much to Rand's point, it's free to play for a reason, and that's because they want a yeah. bigger. They want the headline, most yeah. played game. What launch? I, Nick, I think... well, here's here's a here's a test for being misquoted. I think Xbox One's getting ditched. You reckon? Mm. Yeah. I mean, I I would want Xbox. This isn't personal. me saying I know it's getting ditched. Please, please, before like... some unknown website makes gonna... an article or something. Like, I'm oh, don't not worry. I've already clipped. I've already ditched. I've already clipped the part. I've already clipped everything of I know it's getting ditched out of context of everything else you said. I'm not saying I know (laughs) or I've heard. All I'm saying is I believe, I personally believe Xbox One will be ditched. I mean, I personally personally would want it to be ditched because I'm selfish and I have a Series X and I don't care. But then again, I don't run the business of Xbox. I'm in the same boat. And I think the free-to-play, I think the the free-to-play angle of, oh, they want to get as many people to play this as possible. It's like, yeah, but I mean, they also are releasing on PC. So it's not like they're going to be missing out all that much. And Uh, here comes the point. So we all know how rough cyberpunk is on base consoles yeah i again i've already been called crazy before over halo and i was right so halo is gonna look rough on base xbox one which is where the majority of the base is on base xbox one i just given the focus is now purely on visuals they ain't getting much better on the base console 
the focus is going to be the next-gen consoles. And if anything, the lower-end spec console they're going to put the focus into is the Series S, which seems to be punching a little bit above its weight in some games, like Cyberpunk. Mm, I, given, I... given they have PC, given they have xCloud, given they have all these things, they've still got a lot of people to tap into. Maybe they'll release an Xbox Cloud app for Xbox One and say, you want to play Halo Infinite in the best way? Do it through the cloud. I, I just think there's such a focus on visuals now. This delay, let's be honest, this delay is for the graphics. Yeah. That's pretty much all it's for. You don't delay for a year for graphics if you're going to stick to the console that is going to absolutely anchor the ever-loving crap out of this game. <laughs> I, I, yeah. I, I, I don't know. I, well, okay, counterpoint to that, right, is uh, Red Dead Redemption 2, right? Let's say Halo Infinite. And Halo Infinite isn't open world, right? It is, it's, well... Sort of is. It sort of is, right? I think, I think you know, maybe Metro Exodus style, you know, where you've got these huge hubs. But if you look at Red Dead Redemption 2 on Xbox One X, it was 4K native 30 FPS, right? Mm-hmm. You had the enemy AI... And it was a lot more open world. It had all the busy work and the side quests and blah, 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 blah. Halo is going to be... Well, we don't know yet, but I think if they can achieve, you know, a, a 900p on, on the One S or, or or something around there, and as long as the game runs okay and maybe they limit the frame rate to campaign to 30fps and they make sure the multiplayer is a smooth 60 at, at 900, I don't see any reason. The one area where I will agree with you, Nick, on why they should, and it's a selfish one on my part, is because I love to play stuff in Forge and build levels. In Halo 5, I worked with um, 343 on a number of uh, matchmaking projects to to build maps content and stuff um, from their ODST playlist to doubles and all, all sorts of stuff like that, right? And they have performance tools, and there was a mandate that your frame rate on your map, if you wanted your map in matchmaking, it's got to perform. You can't have drops. Now, I could build a map, and if I was sitting there playing on my Xbox One X, no frame rate drops, absolutely hunky-dory, no probs. Boot that up on an OG Xbox One, awful. So it was constant cutting back, cutting back, cutting back detail, everything else, to get it to where That's it needed right. to be to run in matchmaking. So from a very That's selfish right. perspective, I'm looking forward to this next generation of user-generated content. Oh, I've got to worry about the performance on an OG Xbox One when I want to ram this thing full of detail and objects. And But is that not another reason why they'll ditch it? It's a selfish reason on my part, but I'm not a programmer, I'm not an engineer, I would also argue with you, a year to optimise and refine the shit out of it makes it more likely that it will ship in a good state and less likely that it will be yeah. left behind. Plus, it's it's kind of like what I also said earlier about uh, Flight Sim, where somebody's just, if if they get rid of the Xbox One version, someone's going to bring up the Phil Spencer and Matt Booty quote of, you promised you weren't leaving anybody <laughs> behind up until a certain point, and it's still 2021, and you know, like you look at Sony, Miles Morales is on PS4 and PS5. Even Horizon Forbidden West is PS4 and PS5. I mean, like the way they talk about, I know like Ratchet and Clank is PS5 only and, and Gran Turismo 7, but they're being a little cagey about God of War Ragnarok. Wouldn't be surprised if that's also on PS4. Yeah, so, but they've also got 110 million PS4s, not 50 million Xbox yeah, Ones. Yeah, but like, 
But I think it's just more like the success of Halo Infinite, the business success of Halo Infinite is strictly going to be how the how the multiplayer performs and how many people it reaches. And when Phil talks about uh, their metrics of success within Xbox, it's always number of people playing it, monthly active users, all that stuff. It's not sales anymore, right? Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. And Halo Infinite is free to play for a reason. And I know it's free to play on PC, which has the lar largest base, and it's going to be on Game Pass Ultimate, so it's going to be streamable. And assuming it'll be out on iOS and Android, because iOS and and PC streaming is coming spring 2021. Yep. Um, that's a lot of people. So you'd be like, well, they could do all that and not have to put it on Xbox One. But this game was built with Xbox One in mind from the very onset. All it was built, everything, the campaign, the multiplayer has already been built around the limitations of Xbox One. So even if they dropped it, it's not like the game's going to be any better like at its core because the but, game's already been built. Joseph Satan's already played it twice. The campaign's already done. They couldn't do anything more special or things they couldn't do in the campaign right. because the Xbox One version already exists and it's already built around it. Yep. And considering Microsoft is all about monthly active users, like that game is going, I think, is 100% going to be on Xbox One. And it'll be on Xbox One for a couple years. They'll pull support, and they'll be like, you can stream it on the Xbox xCloud app on Xbox One, or you can get a new console or play it on PC. But I think for sure it is going to be uh, launching on Xbox One. Okay, then another counterpoint. <laughs> another thing the full year delay does, it allows more people to buy Xbox Series X and Series S consoles, building mm -hmm. that base. Yep. Yes. It allows them to get all the Series X APUs into their xCloud infrastructure, which means people on Xbox Ones can stream the better version and not the Xbox One version. And a full year does give them the opportunity to fully decouple the Xbox One and allow them to really show off the newer hardware without being tied down. Maybe it needs a full year to do that. Mm. Well, I don't know. I just like I'm with you in the sense that we're selfish people. I have a Series X. I don't care. But like, I also not, not Phil stuff. Spencer and three four three and Bonnie Ross running a business where you need these amount of people. I mean, we talk about Cyberpunk and how bad it looks on right. last gen consoles, but like they're laughing all the way to the bank. They had eight million pre orders, yeah, and whatever more they sold. I mean, like it's it's a business at the end of the day, and I think their business revolves around you know. Uh, having as many people as possible and selling battle passes and cosmetics and stuff and all that, that good stuff. True. That is very true. But given Game Pass is a thing, which Cyberpunk is not on, Game Pass means people don't have to buy it. Let's be honest. Well, the campaign they, they have to buy the campaign, though. Do they? Multiplayer um, is free. The campaign will be on Game Pass. The multiplayer is free to play. It's yeah, going to be like campaign, Warzone, where... The campaign will be on Game Pass. Oh, yeah. No. Yeah. So, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. The campaign will be so on Game Pass. you've got 50 million Xbox Ones, and most of those will be base. You've got twenty, almost 20 million Game Pass subscribers now. In another year, they could have 30 or more. Mm. Now, if that's that many Game Pass subscribers that don't have to buy the game, the people with a base Xbox One, they'll download it, play it, probably see that it plays horribly and won't engage with the game at all. <laughs> so all of a sudden that engagement 
isn't going to be there. Like in theory, you're tapping into 50 million Xbox Ones. But so if, if by the end of next year when Halo comes out, you've sold, I don't know, how many do how many Series X and S's do we think they can sell in a year? Given that they're currently basically selling out what they make. I mean, yeah. it depends if the systems fall off the face of, like, remember the Xbox One sold really well for November yeah. and December, and, and then, then it fell stopped. off a cliff in mm-hmm. January? Uh, you know, we have to wait and see what it's like. Com- well, we have to wait to see what the economy is going to be like, you know, yeah, with yeah. everything going on. And, and that's another um, reason why it might swing to stay on Xbox One, by the way, the economy itself. People might not be buying consoles. I, I just- I just think that your engagement will be far, far higher on the newer consoles than it will be on the base consoles. So your 50 million doesn't amount to much. Mm. I, well, just I mean, think- you, you, you could be right. The most engaged people might be the people who have Series Xs and Series Ss. And decent PCs. Yeah, and decent PCs, but like... I, I mean, I get sudden, your argument. The sacrifices you're making, all of a sudden, the sacrifices you're making start to become less and less worth it. And again, I'm seeing it already. I'm being called crazy again, just like I was with the one-year delay. There's, there is method to my madness. And long-term, long-term, ditching the Xbox One would be the better move. I, I, and again, it's not just a selfish reason, even a business reason. I'd love long to see term, them. I'd love to see them throw the Xbox One out, out, out out the window and never go near it again. But you also have to bear in mind, Nick, this is being built for PC and they're not going to say suddenly on PC, you'll be surprised what they'll support on PC. They'll support a GTX 970 if they can. They will. Because more people that can Maybe. play, they'll they'll enable them to play, right? It's not all about 4K. It's about, it's about as long as it runs okay, then it'll they'll sell it. They'll sell it. They, no, there's plenty of first-party games. Different. It's not... It's not. It people is. can argue. It's people infinite. like you and I and Rand and, and Figments and, and Xbox fans and PlayStation fans, they'll argue it matters. Yeah, 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 yeah. But it won't. Don't, don't, don't bring me into this, okay? <laughs> I'm, I'm comfortably staying out of this dumb debate over whether or not. <laughs> it, because, again, we're still, we're still forgetting the fundamental issue here. It's been delayed for a year for the graphics. It's just... That, that's always going to be there. Regardless of what everyone thinks, they delayed it for a full year just for the graphics. Let me ask you, so okay. 4K does matter. The 4K me, obviously me, does. All right. Well, what about this? If they wanted as much positive reinforcement as possible, which the article gave because, like, hey, we're focusing on the graphics, mm. why not just come out and be like, also, we heard your complaints and this game is next-gen only. Because then there'd be a swell of people being like, that's the best move you could have done. Amazing. Now it's next-gen only. Maybe they would that even... decision's not made yet. I would that think that decision... might not have been made yet. I think that decision has been made. Yeah. I personally. Agree. I think. That I don't know. Been there's been a few Xbox One games that have been... Like, there's a few new games that are ditching Xbox One. I think Everwild ditched it. Forza ditched it, if I'm not mistaken. Um... I don't know. I don't know. I'm well, going to about... my guns like I always do. I think we'll, Xbox we'll, One. We'll wait and see. Well, what about uh, what about the fact that um, you can play a next gen version of uh, Master Chief right now in Fortnite? <laughs> yeah. 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 That's right. I bought him straight away as soon <laughs> as he was there. I bought him. <laughs> Let me ask you this: Was that always the plan for marketing that Halo Infinite was going to be out 
and Master Chief was going to be in Fortnite as sort of like a cross promotional thing, or did this only really happen because the game got delayed and uh, you know, like because I was thinking like, but they would got Kratos for- in as well. Yeah, but but Kratos doesn't have a game competing with Fortnite, and Halo Infinite was going to be competing with Fortnite in a free to play model, right? On the PC, yeah. on Xbox, I just. Fortnite doesn't really partner up with games or characters that compete with it, right? In any meaningful way. And for, and Epic's already said, like, their competition's Netflix. So I, I look at, like, Master Chief, and if Halo Infinite was out right now, it would be competing with Fortnite because it would be pulling people away from Fortnite playing yeah. Halo. And then would Fortnite really be advertising or promoting a character that is from another franchise that you're directly competing with? I don't know. I kind of think like maybe I don't know. Maybe I feel maybe like feel... I feel like that's a bit. I feel like that's a bit uh, to say to say just because the multiplayer in Infinite is free to play that it's competing with Fortnite. I mean, is is Infinite gonna have a battle royale mode? I don't think so. Yeah, well, Fortnite think... is just battle royale. I reckon there will be one eventually. Yeah, but when like when when Halo Infinite comes out, Ninja's gonna be streaming it, and Ninja is. You know, all about Fortnite. I'm just saying, like, I think the way everything is, like, you don't see Fortnite, you know, being like, hey, we got a character coming in from Call of Duty because Warzone competes with Fortnite, right? Call of Duty like, has characters. All these special... I was going to say, Call of Duty well, doesn't just... really have characters, though. <laughs> Still, yeah, but I don't know. You could bring in, you know, someone from Call of Duty Modern Warfare, Black Ops that people know, like Frank Woods or something. Well, Captain Price. So... He, would be, he would be a fun one to bring in. But yeah, I, I guess you're right, Rand. Was that, was that part of their the original marketing, or was it was it just because obviously we saw the monster energy drinks and all of the XP tokens and mm. all of that mm. jazz, and now suddenly it's like, yeah, we couldn't put the brakes on that. Was was Fortnite's sort of partnership already already planned? That's an interesting one. I wonder well, if we it do was. know that Epic can turn that sort of stuff around pretty quick. So if Rand is right and it was done. Oh, Halo's not there. Let's get some promotion for Halo by getting it in Fortnite. They probably could do something like well, that quite fast. I'm not. I'm not saying I know. I'm just saying like. No, 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 no. no. Like... So I'm saying. I'm saying if, if if you're, sorry, not saying if you're right as in you know. I'm saying like if your if your assumption or if your guess is correct and that that is what happened, it it would line up because Epic are quite fast at turning <sighs> this sort of stuff around. Yeah, like it's, I, I just they, I just thought it would be a very weird thing for Fortnite to market the game that it would be directly competing with yeah but that was my only thing maybe maybe it's been planned for a long time and this was just all just part of it yeah. it could yeah it could just be a coincidence because it is co- like if you look at so kratos was first and they called it the gaming legends series yeah so it, i i guess it seems like because remember this this battle passes theme is hunters so Obviously, as soon as because you know, obviously I bought the new Battle Pass. Um, <laughs> uh, look, I wasn't going to. I, I spent so many hours playing the Marvel Battle Pass because it was Marvel, and I'm like, I'm taking a break from Fortnite after this. And then all of a sudden, the Mandalorian was in this new Battle Pass, That's and I'm how like, they get you, man. Oh, oh god, now I've got to get another Battle Pass for the Mandalorian. <laughs> And then Kratos came, so I went and spent thirty bucks on that. And then I saw the chief was coming, spent another thirty bucks on the chief, and I'm just like, "Who's coming know. from I, Nintendo?" I, yeah, well, Samus? I was guessing Samus would come, but I don't know if we haven't seen leaks. We haven't. 
we all just assume Samus because, okay, so they've got a PlayStation rep who's a Spartan or a Hunter. They've got the Microsoft rep who's a Spartan and a Hunter. Are they going to put Samus in who's a bounty hunter hmm. uh, from Nintendo? But I, I, I'd love her to be in, but I don't know if she is. Um, so it could just be a coincidence because the theme of this battle pass. I don't know. Uh, Maybe. It's an interesting theory, though. It's just, I, I feel for all the marketing guys, and even on the, you know, it's even on the back of the box on the Series X box, man. All that artwork, yeah, no. and it's like I'm, a year away. I'm actually away. looking at my Series X box. That's what my laptop is sitting on right now. My my Surface <laughs> Book is sitting on the Xbox Series X box, That's which, mad. by the way, I finally got. Yeah, and... yeah, you finally you finally got the weaker. Less performance. Yeah, finally got the weaker next gen console. I mean, I've had a true next gen console for a while now, but I finally got the other one. Um, uh, yeah, sure. Well, and I will say it does look as stupid as I thought it did lying down horizontally. But someone on Twitter said, "Why don't you just try turning it a little bit so the vent is facing out to you?" So bazooka mode, I call it basically. I like and I got to say, it actually looks quite cool in bazooka mode, where <laughs> all you see is the grill. Because I mean, I'm not using the disc drive anyway. And my Harmony remote can still reach the IR, despite the fact that it's down the back. Nice. So it's great. I don't have to look at this big, stupid, ugly rectangle thing. I just see the grill, and yeah. it looks awesome. I actually but quite like it that way. It's it's interesting, actually, and it's a nice, nice even segue into another topic. Um, you're talking about less performant and more performant next-gen consoles. Um, Digital Foundry have been really hammering the cyberpunk comparisons and obviously there's a lot to talk about with base consoles pro consoles mm. uh, and next gen consoles and um there was an interesting statement made which really yeah. surprised me to read and hear from digital foundry yeah i know uh, wasn't uh, it round have you heard this really, one yeah. that it runs better or it has features of the series X version because of the marketing deal with the Xbox. Yeah. That one. He, it, that was... Is that the most bizarre thing you've ever heard from digital foundry? Like normally they are on the money. They just report facts. I've never heard them, uh, put illusions or I, I think it was more, I think what made that comment stand out a little bit more was, so they criticized Assassin's Creed Valhalla and said, you know, this has Microsoft marketing, yet it performs worse on Series X. Mm. But then with Cyberpunk, the Xbox versions have more density, more pedestrians, more, more, more. Oh, but, you know, they did have a marketing deal, so maybe that was something they did as part of that. I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. hold on <laughs> a second. so weird. Hold on a second. So does Microsoft's marketing money get them nothing, or does it get them something? Yeah, it's, uh... it's just... And I mean, in the end, apparently the PS5 version still kind of performs more consistently. Performs better, like the resolution in performance, because the PS5 doesn't have the choice between quality and performance. It only has performance. And it is a, is a higher resolution than the Series X's performance mode. Is that right, Rand? I think so, yeah. But because yeah. uh, basically they said if you want. 60 frames get the ps5 version because i guess it holds 60 frames better but if you want better visuals get the series x version because it, it has the quality the, option yeah because it but, does have but, the quality option but even in performance mode it still has more density more effects more like i think they were talking about ambient occlusion it was like 6 30 in the morning when i was watching it and i had the volume right down so i couldn't 
but I think it had a few more effects and things like that, even in performance mode. But then, I don't know, the way they just alluded to the fact that maybe yeah. the... Oh, you know, they did have a One X console that was a cyberpunk one, and maybe, That's, you know... The only oh, thing I can was, think is that think... they've obviously been hammering doing those comparisons, and they've probably been working their nuts off, and that probably just slipped. That slipped by their editing process somehow. It was just like a... Uh... It was just like a conversational Honestly, piece that made it in. I think the, the comparisons for now are kind of useless because we don't even have actual next-gen versions of the game yet. Yeah. Like... You're just watching wait, the... The next-gen update... Back compat next version update running isn't at until, max. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, we, the, we're not even going to get the backwards... The uh, next-gen version... Next-gen patch until what? Early next year, I think? Yep. Yeah. Oh, no, yeah. It, it's more just the oddity of that comment. Yeah. Like... Really strange. It, it's, it makes it more difficult to empathize with their complaining about Twitter trolls when you kind of create a lot of that fuel. Do you know what I mean? Like, it, it just it, it does make it more difficult to empathize. Like, they shouldn't be copying any shit just for doing their job. Yeah. But let's be honest, what they do has obviously... It obviously fuels that. Whether people like it or not, that's just the reality. Yeah. So to then make a comment like that, which starts to creep into conspiracy theory territory. It was a weird and one. And just, I don't know, it's... Ugh. It was a weird one. I don't know. But, uh, you know, it's it's definitely been a, a busy couple of weeks. There's been, a, there's been a lot of good news. I think, you know, again, you know, Xbox fans are kind of being told, just wait. But, you know, there's plenty of games to play. I mean, have you seen how crazy, how much stuff just dumped onto Game Pass? Just like, there you go. Mm. Go nuts, kids. Have some fun. Um, I, I, I'm certainly not wanting for any video games, you know, between now and whatever whatever comes in 2021. Um, but we, we obviously have um, our other two sections for this podcast, which are, are our rumor mill. I don't think there is anything for the rumor mill at this at this time. Um, uh, Elden Ring will be shown on New Year's Eve. Uh, yeah, especially, yeah, yeah. no, it's not. Um, uh, I, like I said, I don't care. I, and again, I gave Rand the receipts here. <laughs> I don't want to know about Elden Ring anymore. I don't care what my what person if, what says. If you hear? I, I, I explicitly told them, please don't talk to me about Elden Ring anymore. I don't care if it's coming out tomorrow. I don't care if it's being revealed on my birthday. I don't care what is going on with Elden Ring. I don't want to know. I don't want to hear about it. I've... Okay, so when Elden Ring eventually releases and this podcast talks about it, uh, I expect Nick to refrain from being on the podcast for that episode. Uh, and it'll I just be me and John talking about Elden Ring for an hour and a half. Right, John? I don't want to. Well... And what annoys me is, and you know what? I blame myself. Like, I, I, and I even said it because... John's seen the receipts too. Like I said to my person, if you can't guarantee it 100% that it's going to be there, I'm not going to say anything. And yet I still went and said something because <laughs> Phil tweeted about it. The From Twitter account tweeted about it. The I signs thought, oh, were positive, on, let's be fair. Maybe they're right. Maybe there is something to this. So I thought, you know what? I better jump in before someone else takes my scoop. I should have stuck with my gut and just not, I held off for a month not saying anything. <laughs> I should have just stuck with my gut and shut my mouth about that stupid game. Never I don't much. want to know about it anymore. Um, but we do have our community questions. And obviously, Rand, uh, with you being present here today, um, there's, there's, there's obviously you've got a huge uh, swath of admiring and adoring <laughs> fans 
uh, ready to throw questions at you to get to, to get yeah, your Yeah, I doubt that very much. <laughs> well, uh, I mean, we'll start off with our patrons because they're lovely. So before we dive into community questions, we can obviously give out uh, our, our patrons a, a shout out. Um, you make all of this uh, possible, uh, all the work that we do to, to bring you the latest and greatest on Xbox. So big thank you to uh, the Scarecrow121, Torn Raptor, Shadowgasm, Sewing Shade, Blast the Bass and Nottian. Thank you for helping us uh, keep rolling with this. And obviously big thank you to all our other patrons as well. Um, yeah, you guys rock. You're all lovely. And I'll toss the microphone over to Nick to uh, give us yeah. the community questions. What we got? Only one in the Patreon. That's my fault because I had a very busy day and I completely forgot. Oh, you put it out late? I put it out late. But then, you know, if you've got a Patreon app installed, it should ping you. So maybe they already replied to me on Twitter. Uh, Torn Raptor. Uh, Hi all and Randell Tomato. (laughs) Much like Rand, I have missed Splinter Cell and I'm very excited about Perfect Dark. Uh, for fun, what's your fantasy booking for the Xbox E3 conferences next year? I'm thinking in line of new announcements only, no updates of games we currently know about. Also, just first party, as we know third party can be hard to read in the tea leaves. <coughs> Elden Ring. Okay. So so just new games. First just party. new games from first party. Yeah, no mm. updates to like Sea of Thieves or... Well, Compulsion's game. Compulsion's game for sure. I yeah. think. We'll but get what's revealed. your fantasy booking? My fantasy booking? So what's like the what? So okay, we've all wanted Perfect Dark, and we got it. What's okay. your next Perfect Dark that you'd love for them to bring back? I guess. I guess that's what it's asking. Yeah. Your what's your dream? Booking. Just your so dream E three from first party only. My fantasy booking would be something like Coalition's ready to debut their next game, and it's not Gears of War. It's a brand new IP. You know. Yeah. Uh, yeah. What it would be, I don't know. But, you know, as much as, like, that would be my uh, fantasy, I guess, would be for <clears throat> Coalition to work on something brand new. Mm. Um, I don't know, man. Like, I I don't really have a lot of... I know some people, like, Cloboro would be like, bring back Conker or Banjo or <laughs> something. Uh, not me. Yeah. I'm not one of those people. I, I don't really... That's a tough one for me. I'll let you guys go first. I'm try, I'll try to think some some, some more. Uh, I, I can I can throw I can throw my proverbial hat into the ring. Uh, my dream announce at E3 from Microsoft's first party would be um, the Coalition announcing uh, a brand new uh, IP. Uh, well, not a brand new IP. I would love them to take up the mantle of Mech Assault um, and have it be this uh, glorious, like sort of single player. Uh, mech game where you've got moments where you step out out of Titanfall but it's third person but you've got a mech that you can kind of build and you go through a campaign but then it also has like a really cool multiplayer mode that kind of riffs off of Chrome Hounds um, and and brings in that kind of design your own mech and go in with a squad and you're fighting across a a massive city and all the buildings can come down. That I would love to see. I will say that's an interesting idea because the best part of Gears 4 was that's when you were in the mech. Exactly why I said it. That was the best part of Gears 4, which I, I found, found thoroughly okay. Yep. But that mech part at the end was real cool. Yeah. I would love to, I would love to see something like that out of the blue. Um, and, and I guess a really, really uh, crazy out there, no way it's going to happen. 
I'd love to see one of the teams. And if the initiative hadn't have announced Perfect Dark already, and if we didn't kind of semi-already know that that was coming down the pipe, if they'd have been very quiet and then surprised everyone with a freelancer reboot, I would have sat up and paid attention eagerly. Um, really, really cool game. Would have been would have been awesome to see that reimagined. Pigments, yours? Oh man, that's a tough question. Um, well, now that they're gonna own Bethesda in like two months, uh, give me a, a Morrowind remake. Uh, <laughs> now it's that at E3, please. Uh, okay. What about you? Mine's easy. Cool. Mine is super easy. Jet Force Gemini. Yeah, I want Jet Force Gemini back. Um, and before Insomniac was acquired, I was asking for Microsoft to tap Insomniac on the shoulder to bring back Jet Force Gemini as like a Ratchet and Clank clone. Wasn't wasn't Jet Force Gemini the the one the one franchise of Rares Phil hated, or was it something else? No, there was one franchise so. he, he publicly has said before he does not like. Brute Force? Brute Force? Or Jet Force Gemini is exactly, especially if you bring it back as a Ratchet and Clank clone, is exactly the sort of thing the Xbox Xbox portfolio is missing. Like Phil has said it himself, we need more kids games. And they do, because Astrobot is amazing. And everything Nintendo does is amazing. And Microsoft has none of that. So, well, I'll agree with you on the first part about Astrobot, but second part, that's a big fat no. What? Nintendo's amazing? Lol, no. What? Ooh. Oh, dude. You, Why you, is he on the you, you, you know my distaste for Nintendo. Uh, Super Mario Odyssey is like the perfect video game. <laughs> it's like a, It's so good. I still can't believe there are people that don't like that game. I, it staggers me. It is so amazing. But in the end, though, like like I said, Phil has said they need more kids' games. And Rare has so many IPs that could be brought back. Either they're already kids' games and you just bring them back straight, or they can be tweaked to be kids' games. And Jet Force Gemini is one of them. Um, they have nothing like that, absolutely nothing like it. And they've got enough teams now. They have enough studios where I'm sure one of them is capable enough to bring back Jet Force Gemini as like, again, for me, a Ratchet and Clank clone. Hmm. That's how I would do it. Well, you had uh, you had extra time there, Rand. So you had your yeah. Thoughts. You see, most of like Rare's IPs, I don't care about, so I don't want any of those to come back. I publicly said <laughs> I don't want Banjo or Conker to come back, but like that's just personal. I think Microsoft should bring back Banjo. I just wouldn't mm. care if they did. Yeah. I'm in, um, I'm in the same no, no. boat, man. It's just like there'd be a lot of very happy people and it'd be a cool moment, but I would never play it'd be, it. It'd be cool. <laughs> you know, like I got two here and one of them never going to happen, but you, you'll see what I'm getting at. I love Forza Horizon to death. It's like my one of my favorite racing franchises, but like I feel like it's also getting too samey mm-hmm. um, and I kind of want them to to mix it up. But what if, what if they announce... And this kind of, I don't know if we're talking about this, probably not, but there was a rumor Jeff Grubb was saying, hey, Forza Horizon 5 is coming out in 2021, yeah, yeah, which yeah. I tend to believe. I agree. Mm. What if what if instead of Forza Horizon 5, they announced we're bringing back PGR, oh. Project Gotham Racing? Yeah. Um, That'd be cool. It would never happen, clearly. No. But, that, but since it's fantasy, that'd be something I want. Now, the other is... <sighs> 
I've been saying I want like a sequel to Alan Wake 2 or Quantum Break 2. Uh, I feel like we got shortchanged by not getting any of those uh. because of how those games did. And I know Remedy owns Alan Wake, so that's off the table. But like, now that they own Bethesda, what if you gave uh. like Alan? What if you gave Quantum Break because it ended on such a cliffhanger to Arcane, one of the Arcane Studios? Yeah. Um, to kind of go into or or something like I was just thinking about that off the top of my head. Like, wouldn't that be something like really cool? Um, yeah. it'll probably never happen either. I think I would actually want uh, Dishonored Three from Arcane. Um, mm. to happen, but yeah, I, I'd love to see mine. more immersive Sims. Um, and uh, I saw a really good thread, and I can't remember if it was on Reset or on Xbox Era, but um, uh, someone was saying like now because dishonored one and two were really good games but they weren't necessarily huge commercial successes critically they were loved but commercially eh, not so much similarly for prey right um are we going to see this resurgence of immersive sim games because of microsoft's backing now and arcane being like arguably the leaders in that style of uh you know player agent agency driven games that you, you know you can do a bunch maybe of stuff. perfect dark is one maybe perfect dark is it'd be certainly super interesting um although it looks like they're borrowing from mirror's edge on that one mm. we forgot to mention that before did we but it sounds like it's borrowing a little bit from mirror's edge well they talk about first person movement and uh yeah changing it up so you're not just moving around sliding around. under things vaulting over things which is very mirror's mirror's edge. Edge. yeah be very interesting we, we also need the um we also need phil to come out on stage and being like the bethesda games will be exclusive to xbox as well yeah it's gotta yep. it's gotta as happen fantasy. i just it has to i don't yeah. see it not yeah. like i fully expect starfield to be announced at e3 like shown at e3 this year uh, this coming year 2021 uh, and it you know trailer and i expect it to be exclusive right did anybody think when jeff said here's the last reveal world premiere that when it started out in space, yeah. did anybody yeah. think for a split second that it was going to be Starfield? Yes, yes. Yeah, I did. Yeah, I, I thought did. it was 100% going to be Starfield. Yeah, I, I was did. very surprised when it was Mass Effect. Yeah. Especially when it, was, it, it, when it was Mass Effect, I was like, okay, the Mass Effect remaster, but then it was Mass Effect 4, I was like, wow, okay, cool. Yeah, I, that's what I thought. I look forward yeah. to playing that in four years. It, it's, it's funny <laughs> though, Rand, you know, we're all saying that the Bethesda games have to be exclusive, but one thing, I think I said it on that other podcast I was on, I said that one thing a lot of people haven't thought about is that, yeah, you don't spend $7.5 billion to put your games on other platforms. You want to make Xbox more attractive, which is what you do with Bethesda's games by making them exclusive. Having said that, someone did say something to me which made me pause, which is what if they bought Bethesda because they knew Google and Amazon were sniffing around? Yeah. So it was more initially it was more to keep Bethesda away from Google and Amazon. Yeah, I don't know. I'm just saying, I'm not yeah. saying that's the reason. Please again, please don't misquote. I'm not saying that is the reason. He's saying Someone it's the reason everybody. That idea to me it, it did make sense to me like so if if it turns out that Bethesda's games don't end up exclusive and everyone's going to rage and go oh my god, I can't believe you're letting these games out maybe it's because buying Bethesda wasn't about making their games exclusive. Yeah. Maybe it was about I keeping Bethesda away from them. I don't think you Not spend, solely, but I don't know. I don't think you spend $7.5 billion on a what-if, right? You spend it to, to, to strengthen your 
your business and your goals and your priorities. Um, I, I do find it continuously to this day, and I know we've said it before, and Rand, I'm sure you'll agree with this, I find it hilarious, the narrative in the industry, that there is even a question about it. If PlayStation yeah, had made this acquisition, there would no be one. zero conversation on, oh, of course oh. they're going to still come to Xbox. Nope. <laughs> they would not. Like No one would ask this. Yeah. It's you know, bonkers. you know, you know, it would be the worst though. The worst case scenario, what? the the worst timeline. They all come to PlayStation, and they run better on PlayStation Five. <laughs> yeah. Oh, they've got better yeah. tools. Hey, yeah. Starfield runs better on PS Five. Like, okay, well, we got it. We got it for free on Xbox. So yeah, because yeah. there there is that talk, you know, and and I talk did talk to somebody you know who basically told me like this was 100 percent about game pass and had nothing to do with exclusivity but this person mm. you know like i don't think would be in the position to know uh yeah yeah but like i mean there is that thought like yeah they, they, they do talk about game pass and what if they're like you know what what if like phil nem or satya is like we'll we'll let you spend the money but you know, you can still make a lot of money back if you put Starfield on PlayStation 5. Like, yeah, you can make it a play for Game Pass all you want, but you're putting those games on the other platforms. Or or maybe as part of the deal, you know, they gave immunity. Because, like, when they talk about Xbox Game Studios, it's like Xbox Game Studios and Bethesda. It's almost mm. like they're two separate um Yeah, companies. but that's because yeah, the deal's not done yet, though. And that could be because the deal's not done. Um, I have a feeling. I have a feeling that rhetoric is going to hold even after the deal is finalized. Like, I think keeping the identity separate is also kind of like a, a good thing because it means, at least in part, that people can view Bethesda as essentially still forging its own destiny while having the money and power of Microsoft behind them, which is something they were pretty much flying by the seat of their pants before. Like their 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 games yeah. were releasing, their games were releasing, and while they were reviewing good, and the players who played them really enjoyed them for the most part, like these games were selling less and less every release. I think like Todd, something. Had to get. The the impression I get when I've seen interviews with Todd Howard and stuff is that he's really all in on being part of it of Xbox Game Studios. Yeah, That's just the impression I get listening to him. He seems all in on it yeah so i don't know i, I just think I, it might just i think be it's gonna be i think yet. it's gonna be i think it's gonna be a disney situation mm. i definitely think it's gonna be a disney situation where yeah disney owns like new line cinemas but new line cinemas still retains its brand and image and sells its particular brand of games I, it's just benefiting disney now you I know think, what i mean i think it speaks uh, a little bit to the intent of microsoft with that acquisition right because they were very clear when they announced it that Bethesda will remain their autonomy and, and independence. You know, they'll just have our financial... But, you know, I'm paraphrasing, but you get the gist. I think that will continue to a degree, but I completely disagree with the releasing on multiple platforms. If I'm wrong, I will take my L and, uh, you know, eat my hat and all that sort of jazz. But, man, it's a ballsy power I don't move. think it'll be... I don't think it'll be released on other platforms as part of the deal of maintaining your autonomy, but more maintaining your autonomy. in if you want to publish your own games, you can, if you want, uh, you guys have your own direction for the games in that your studios want to make. So be it. As long as it's exclusive to Xbox and PC and it's on game pass day one, we don't care. Hmm. Uh, I think that's exactly what's going to be happening with Bethesda and, Honestly, I think it's a good thing that they're maintaining their brand and their 
image, as it were, because it means that, like, it means that while you look at Bethesda and say that's going to be on a that's going to be an Xbox game, at least you can also say that's also a Bethesda game, you know? Mm. Yeah, just a quick one. Yeah. Um, well, I was just going to say, like, I feel like the Bethesda games will only come to the platforms that have Game Pass. So yeah. unless Game Pass comes mm. to Switch or Game Pass comes to PlayStation. Star. Mm. Uh, then it, then they won't. But I don't know. They've been saying some very like Phil says one thing, and then mm. like the CFO is like, we want the games to be first, better, best, which implies yeah, you know that, that they'll be elsewhere. But then like, does he really know, or are they just kind of? Yeah. I, I guess maybe we'll get a better. We'll definitely have a better understanding by E3 because the deal. And once done. the deal is done, yeah. And like once they start announcing these games, like Machine Games is ready, getting ready to announce presumably Wolfenstein 3 and Arcane and Starfield needs to be revealed. Well, no, because it'll be like Xbox yeah. PC. And if there's no mention of PlayStation, you'll, you will know. Yeah, so absolutely. Um, yeah. Very quickly, Ed, cause uh, I'm not sure if you're refreshed. <clears throat> I just got a ping. Uh, Mort, one of our patrons quickly popped up on Patreon uh, oh, with another question, okay. which is, Hey, it's a short one this week. If Rand wasn't a tomato, which vegetable or fruit rather would he be and why i think that we've got to ask the important questions on this podcast Rand. so uh, i'll leave this one to you um you need to get jez on here because like he's the one who made this thing up completely and i don't and even made gifts on twitter that people yeah, use so and stuff like I've I, people bought he literally made like socks and mugs that people could yeah, buy and cool. people have bought stuff like it's he went all out yeah, it's Legend. it's ridiculous. You guys should really do. You, you we'll should get uh, Jez on hit Jez up and get Jez I, on. I don't know if Jez will be on. No, I don't think he'll be on. We'll ask, off. but I don't think he'll be on. Because because you're always wrong about Elden Ring. No, no, no. <laughs> I, I'll I'll ask. I'll ask, but I don't think he'll be on. But we'll try. Fair enough. Fair enough. So hopefully we answered that one question <laughs> from. Um, well, well, hang on. He didn't actually pick a fruit. He just, he just. What said, fruit Jez would I want to be? I don't know. Uh, broccoli, I guess. Broccoli, man, that's a terrible choice. <laughs> I mean, it's the only fruit. I, it's not even a fruit. It's a vegetable. But yeah, I was about to say it's not a fruit. Yeah, tomatoes. Um, it doesn't matter. Uh, it's it's broccoli. Randall broccoli nineteen. Right there, you go. <laughs> okay. You had it here first. Uh, All right. I look forward to Jesse's new new uh, merchandising run. Okay. We'll go to Twitter now. Uh, first question on Twitter, Malik Labs. We always talk about studio acquisitions. Therefore, which small studios do you think have the potential to be really huge and come out with great games if Microsoft were to acquire them? That's an interesting way to phrase that question. So, what there's, so he's saying there's a studio out there right now that's independent and... What do you think they could do if Microsoft were to acquire them? I recently have been playing Call of the Sea mm. uh, by, mm. I think, the developers are out of the blue, Correct. which I think, think was their first game. It was. Mm. Um, it's actually really good. Yeah. Uh, if you like kind of like that first person puzzle adventure mist style game with a very mm. crafting story. So like that, they immediately come to mind as like, Small studio, small team. Presumably, I don't know how many people work there, but like if Microsoft acquired them, that could make games like that. My mind also goes to 
Dot Nod, yeah, uh, independent mm-hmm. studio. They yeah. just released Twin Mirror to kind of underwhelming reviews. That game was originally supposed to be episodic, and then they released it all in one chunk. Uh, they had success with Tell Me Why. Mm. I could see Microsoft, uh, you know, forging a relationship with them. Uh, Asobo comes to mind after the success. Are they of still they small done. though? I mean, what define? I, I don't know. Like, like what's define what's the small. De- what's the definition of small? Yeah, well, I'm I don't talking know. That's the thing. He just less says than small people. Studio. I don't know. I'm just thinking of of you know independent studios. Mm. Like, Smaller I think than Microsoft, seven point five billion, likely. <laughs> yeah. I think Microsoft should should send the check out to Asobo right now. Yeah. Being like, we want you guys here. Should I be know the number one target. I know they they have another game plan with Focus, uh, which maybe potentially is a hold up there. Um, yeah, I don't like there. I mean, there's so many small independent studios. Yeah, it's it's really those are just three off the top of my head because they've done stuff recently, and one because I'm playing the game. But yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, Call of the Sea uh, out of the blue was 12 people, and they built that in a year and a half. Mm. I don't pretty, know. Well, I'm gonna I'm going to give the similar answer I've always given, which for me, and I hope, I, I still don't know if I'm pronouncing this studio's name right, and it's Shinen. Yeah. Shinen, Shinen. They made The Tourist. Mm-hmm. Um, but those guys, I've said this a hundred times, they are the most technically competent studio out there. Like, The Tourist is like, same as Ori. It's like, I think it's 6K downsampled, 4K60 on One X, like they are, they are technical wizards, and the stuff they pull off on Nintendo's hardware is amazing. And I think they are a studio like they they basically beg Nintendo to acquire them, and Nintendo won't acquire them. Um, I think the fact that they've made the tourist and it's on Xbox hopefully might lead somewhere. Like I would love for Phil to acquire them because I reckon given. Microsoft's resources, the access to the Series X, Series S hardware, they could do unbelievable things. Truly, truly on another level that most can't reach if given the resources and the ability to build up their team because they're only very small. Um, I reckon they could destroy just about every other studio out there on a technical level. Wow. They'd be unbelievable. Yeah. I uh, love that shoot. I think, oh, I think oh, I've not given this much thought before. Uh, I would love to see. I think uh, maybe Hello Games would be a, a oh, reasonably. Yeah. I was just thinking about that. Yeah, because yeah, they, I mean, they they really, yeah. I mean, we all remember the drama when No Man's Sky came out, right? It was. Uh, the, the the kickback was pretty furious and they just went dark and just worked and worked and worked and then yeah. went ta-da and then they've they've earned themselves it's a bit of a you know a bit of a redemption arc for that team right um but if you look at what no man's sky did from a small team it was pretty remarkable from a technology perspective yeah. right with procedural generation they recently released and oh, forgive me fellow co-hosts but i can't remember the name it was it the last campfire i'm yes. sure that was them and again that was very warmly received very well made beautiful art direction etc mm. etc et ran well blah 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 mm. yeah that's another small team that um clearly has these really grand creative ideas and visions and uh if microsoft is seeking unique with with ambition you know Halo games i think 
really fits that bill. I think they are really, mm. really one to keep an eye on. Um, that that yeah. would be mine. What about you, Figments? Mm, I have no idea, honestly, how to answer this question. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair uh, enough. So, I don't know. I don't know what I think. Hmm. I'd also be trying to poach Housemark from out under Sony. <laughs> I don't think, I don't also think that's going to happen, Because Housemark, because House, is it Housemark or Housemark? Uh, Housemark. Housemark? I don't know. I don't think that's going to happen. For who? Under, for Housemark? For who, though? Uh, as in, what's not going to happen? Microsoft's not going to acquire them. I'd say I'd like them to acquire them. I know, but I don't think it's going to be that good. No, no, I don't think it's gonna. Yeah, uh, I, I, I feel like the point of this question would be though. would be likeliest, wouldn't it? Likeliest one that you'd like? No, he just said which one do you think have the potential to be really huge and come out with great games if Microsoft were to acquire them. That's all. Yeah. Oh. And I think House oh, is another one. But I mean, let's be honest. Returnal. I reckon Returnal is their audition for acquisition by Sony. Well, you think, mm. if you think about everything that Housemark makes, they make twin stick arcade games. They publicly said, we're really upset about the fact that we can't really make these twin stick arcade games anymore. And that was the cry for acquisition back then. And then all of a sudden, they're making this very recall looking third person over the shoulder, narrative driven. Yeah. Um, game yeah, is, it, is it really narrative driven or like it doesn't strike it me it's got of a course. time loop I, I'm not saying I'm not saying it won't be narrative I, I'm just I'm just saying I don't think it's going to be narrative driven like Spider-Man is or God of yeah. War is no, it definitely seems level. more it definitely seems more of the Hades variety of like Rogue where the storytelling takes place in between the loops yeah you Did, know what I mean because they, they probably don't have the studio size to warrant something on the level of Sony's normal stuff, but it's quite clear the departure from what they normally do well, to what this is. I, I kind of, yeah. you know, when I saw the trailer at the, the the PlayStation Five reveal, I was like, oh, they're doing a they're doing a, a more cinematic game. That's interesting. You know, normally they're known for twin six shooters. And then when I yeah. saw the gameplay clip at, the, at uh, the Game Awards, I was like, oh, it's a twin stick shooter. <laughs> okay, you, you tricked me. You know, I was I was like, oh, all right. Fine, that's that's cool. It's your bread and butter. But did anyone else feel that weird jar? Hold on, a like, twin stick shooter. It, it effectively is, man. You know, you, like like you just said, it's it's over the shoulder, but it is, it is. You know, the waves of enemies and shooting them all, and the patterns and stuff all coming out. Yeah, that's it's mm. effectively just in a in a different camera angle, as far as I'm concerned. It's still feeding off. To of To me, it looked genre. like recall. In a, and I say that in a flattering way because I loved recall. To me, it looked a lot. Very, very recall vibes when I saw that. But I, I still think that is their audition for acquisition by Sony. I reckon Sony has gone to them and say, make something more like what we make. And if it does well, welcome to the family. Mm. If it don't do that well, keep doing your own thing. Yeah, maybe. Again, please, that's not... <laughs> Too late. That's not inside information, please. That's just a guess. That's a... I'm just looking at everything on face value and that's just what i think that's all hmm. that's all i'm saying mm. but house mark i would love because i love their twin stick shooters and to <laughs> me that fits so well into game pass 
stuff like Dead Nation, Super Stardust, Resogun, all that sort of stuff would be beautiful for Game Pass. Yeah. I reckon. Fair. Um, next question. Yeah. Uh, MDHX on Twitter. Was this Perfect Dark trailer slash teaser the same one that was supposed to be shown on the Xbox showcase back in July? Or is it a different one? Or perhaps that rumor was a hoax? This is an interesting question because on our podcast, I don't know if you remember, Sick, but on our podcast, remember how I got a DM while we were recording saying, quick, 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 the Initiatives game's not going to be at the showcase. Yeah. So originally I was told that Obsidian's new game, Fable, and the Initiative's new game were going to be at the Xbox showcase. And while we were recording, I said, uh-oh, I just got a DM right now that Initiative's game is not going to be at the Xbox showcase. And it turned out that Avowed was there, Fable was there, and Perfect Dark was not. Yeah. By the way, that's also the same source that Tom that has told me twice about Elden Ring, so... <laughs> <laughs> Take that as you then will. It's not, yeah, Elden Ring's, not, <laughs> Elden Ring's not the only thing they've told me about. Oh, um, so that turned out to be true. Initiative's game wasn't there. Fable was, and so was Avowed. So assuming that that was accurate, then yeah, maybe. I, I don't know if it was the same teaser, but it could be that there was something that was going to be shown. Maybe just a logo teaser was going to be shown at the July show to say, hey, we're making Perfect Dark. Um I don't know if it was that specific trailer, but yeah, maybe. I don't know. I did hear that it was supposed to be shown at the July showcase originally. I think the trailer was already done by the July sh- showcase, and that's why I think people people might have seen it and thought it was coming. But yep. I think clearly the stuff with the developers was probably filmed recently, and it mm-hmm. definitely wasn't filmed in the style that the Xbox game showcase was. Cause if you remember uh, when they actually had developers talk about the games, uh, it wasn't in the style uh, that the initiative just mm. did. Right. So I, I kind of feel like the trailer was done. Maybe there was some consideration of putting it in the game showcase. They didn't for whatever reason. And they targeted the Game Awards and they got Drew Moore, Murray and Daryl Gallagher and yeah. the other people together to film kind of the intro and then boom, handed it to Jeff Keighley. That's why I kind of yeah, think yeah, happened. Yeah. Hmm. Maybe. That's, uh, that makes sense. Six muted, uh, by the way. I was it? just agreeing with you, Rand, profusely. Mm. But thank you. Yeah. <laughs> um, another question from Korea underscore Jose D. Should Perfect Dark been, I assume he's better to say, should Perfect Dark have been a third-person game? That's my question because, in my opinion, no, because it looks to honor the original Perfect Dark, it being first-person and all that. I've said I, I personally wish it was third-person just because I just think that it would have been cool to have a Splinter Cell-like, you know, perfect dark game that's third person and you could see all the acrobatics that she was doing and you could i don't know i i would have liked it to have been third person but i'm not upset that it's first person mm. i think the fact that they've come out and said this is going to be a first person shooter but not as you know it and they, they've deliberately underlined that they're going to be trying very unique things to immerse you in that world i think 
if they hadn't have said that, I probably would have been like, read the room, guys. You know, another FPS. But yeah, I agree. It is honouring what the game always was and is. I wouldn't have minded if it was third person, but I wouldn't have... I wouldn't have complained, um, but it would have been if it had been third person. I think it would have been fair to say that this would be Microsoft chasing that Sony mm. crowd with the game, but they're not. Mm. They're listening to the developers who are going, "Yeah, now we actually want to try and do something really new and different." Okay, mm. cool. Mm. So yeah, I, I'm, I'm not. I'm not upset that it's not third person. Okay, <laughs> I'm not upset. I'm not upset. I'm not upset. <laughs> Ren, you prefer first or third? Well, I, I'm kind of curious how stealth is going to play out in first person. Mm. Uh, third person is usually better for that. Yeah. But if it's the game, if that's the style they wanted to go, first person, then you know, uh, no. then so be it. Stealth I, I don't know. Pretty we'll well in, stealth works pretty well in Cyberpunk, to be fair. And Cyberpunk's all in first person. I think it helps a lot that uh, the mini map that they give you shows exactly where enemies are looking at all times. Like Metal uh, Gear Solid? Eh, does Metal Gear Solid do that? I don't remember. Yeah. yeah. Gives you the cones. Metal, Metal Gear Solid shows oh, yeah. the cone of vision. Wait a minute. No, wait a minute. Which Metal Plus. Gear? Uh, one, two, three. I, I don't know. remember. I don't remember vision Four. cones in three. I don't remember vision cones uh, in mate, three. Oh, mate, look, three I probably shouldn't be so confident in because I played three for like half an hour and didn't enjoy it, so I stopped. But definitely in one and two, you get the code. I didn't play one and two. I didn't play one and two. I played three, and I remember three did not have oh, vision no, one cones. And I don't think. I don't think five had vision cones either. I haven't played five. I haven't played so. five. <laughs> well, uh, that that uh, cleared that I right know up. Cyberpunk has vision cones. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. I know. Uh, Cyberpunk has vision cones, and that that would be interesting. And you can hack cameras and stuff. I really like the stealth in Cyberpunk. Keep going, Ray. I mean, yeah, I, I just, I mean, I guess it depends how it all plays out. Like, is the stealth, I would imagine if, if it's a, st a stealth action game like we think it is, then the stealth would have to be uh, really good in first person. Otherwise, you're mm -hmm. jeopardizing the whole uh, gameplay flow if you can't yeah. really judge what's going on. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. So we'll see. I mean, I, those guys know what they're doing. They're all incredibly mm -hmm. talented developers. And they obviously picked first person for a reason. I don't think anybody would have been that upset if they chose third person. No. Um, so they must they must think it works and it works well. Yeah. And maybe in combination with the movements, like you mentioned earlier, the mirrors that style, maybe it kind of lends itself to a unique gameplay experience. Yeah, it would, I, I was just thinking that it would be really interesting because he, on the one hand, you're talking about Mirror's Edge style parkour where you're going to be vaulting over stuff and sliding under stuff, but then at the same time, you're also going to be stealth. So how will they handle the, I guess, the juxtaposition between that really fast, free-flowing movement, but then also having to slow right down for stealth? Hmm. Interesting. Well, you look at, look at a game like Titanfall when it first released. It, it kind of revolutionized uh, first-person movement, right? Hmm. It's not not hard to believe that we could have a moment, another moment like that where someone's really you thought know, through. I, I have to say, I feel really dumb because we all talk about how Titanfall revolutionized first-person movement. Mirror's Edge came out in 2008. Yeah. yeah. And Mirror's Edge had wall running. 
But and it Mirror's Edge had sliding. But it and wasn't. Mirror's Edge had... It wasn't a shooter. It was effectively. It wasn't a, a shooter. But yeah, but you could shoot was, people in it. And it was, was made shooting by in an, it. You could literally you, disarm it was made people by a, a shooter company. Dice. That's right. Yeah. Like, yeah. It was. And the shooting so was the worst part of the game. Yeah, I know. I know the focus wasn't on shooting, and the reviews said the shooting wasn't very good. I mean, I thought it was fine. You could disarm people, and hmm. and I just feel silly that we talk about Titanfall doing that when Mirror's Edge did it six years earlier. Because it felt better it's... in Titanfall. It felt less clunky. Yeah, that's true. And, too. And that's more... true. Too. It it did feel a bit better in Titanfall, yeah. or a lot better. Hmm. Um, what we got okay. next? La- last question on Twitter. By Hydraronics. What's next for Xbox Studios acquisitions? <laughs> Have you guys heard anything? Are they going for any specific types of Every single podcast episode, there's always one. There's always, we don't know. We don't know anything. I, I, can we... Look, all, all we said was that we've, we've... Well, I said I've been told that they've got at least one. And we have heard there's two. Yeah, we haven't been told names. We to be fair, like... one of them could have been the 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 uh, was it the GG? Come on, Smash GG. Yeah, it could have been them. We don't know. We're not told. That's an acquisition, folks. You know that. You know for... that wasn't an Xbox acquisition. It wasn't. It was an MSN acquisition. It was an MSN acquisition. Yeah, I know. Which is but I'm just saying. Like we don't know. We we hear the word acquisition. We're not told specifically this studio and at this time frame and when it's going to be revealed. Yeah, like, you know, maybe while I've got Rand on, I'll say this. When, I, I don't know exactly how Rand works with this stuff, but when I'm told something, I am very OCD about saying to the people that tell me stuff, what can I and can't I say? What do I have to sit on? What do I have to, like, I, I showed Rand a dm that i was sent about perfect dark and that dm was from july and i've been sitting on it for five months and didn't say anything because i was told not to Hmm. um i so if i've said something it's because that's what i was told i am allowed to say if it turns out wrong well wow well what can i do i can't help that it turns out wrong like elden ring (laughs) like it's it's not this thing where we make up whatever or add a little bit of salsa to it to spice it up or whatever the case may be. Again, I don't know exactly how Rand does it, but I um. I only say what I am told and what I am allowed to say. So all I got told was there is one studio acquisition with Microsoft. I wasn't told a name, wasn't told anything, just that they have one hmm. and that's it. I mean, people, People will tell me, like, don't repeat this, don't tell anybody if it's yeah. really sensitive information. Um, and obviously I won't say anything. But then sometimes it's more like, hey, maybe this is what's going on, and then you hear from somebody else. So I don't directly always repeat uh, word for word what's said. Um, it really just depends on the person who's telling me stuff. Like, hmm. I felt comfortable enough to say Horizon Zero Dawn was coming to PC, uh, back when nobody believed hey, it because that was I literally, buddy. Yeah, because I literally had eight different people telling me it was coming to Horizon Zero Dawn. You know, that, that was coming to PC. So it was just like, and none of them were like, "Don't repeat this." Yeah, it seemed like just an open secret in the video game industry that Sony was about to do it. 
Um, which I find funny that the fanboys were like, they would never, they would never, <laughs> never. Like, about that. That was vicious. Um, that was vicious. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but as far as acquisitions go, I wouldn't expect any until the Bethesda deal closed. I think Microsoft mm-hmm. is very much focused on getting that deal done, signed, sealed, delivered. I mean, I th- I'm confident they will make more acquisitions. I mean, Phil's publicly said multiple times they're always looking. They need to Mm. feed the beast of Game Pass. The CEO has said they'll continue to expand, uh, you know, in in inorganic ways, wherever it makes sense. And I think, you know, them uh, integrating Obsidian and Ninja Theory and Compulsion and all those studios you know, were a test to see if they could probably integrate something as big as Bethesda. And once maybe Phil and Matt felt they were comfortable enough integrating all those different studios, uh, that they could go out and then integrate something as large as Bethesda. And now they know how it works and, you know, they can start maybe closing cause they're talk. I mean, they're talk all the time to all these different pl- studios and things fall apart for whatever reasons. But I would expect Microsoft to make an like start kind of working towards the acquisitions uh, after the Bethesda stuff. I don't expect them to announce anything before then. Yeah, just buy Bungie. Let's not talk about the Bungie Bungie. thing. They already are, aren't they? Um, (laughs) We we already confirmed that, but they are. Seriously, let's never bring (laughs) it up again. Uh, That was a harsh lesson. Yeah, but I mean, and back to what we were saying. Like that—that's the thing. We the stuff we get told is it's. There's no I, rules around it. I've, you know, got a, like... I've got a question for you, Rand, right? Uh, and it's it's more a hypothetical, right? Uh, do you remember when the Series S revealed and, and Brad Sams basically just leaked it all? Of course. Right? How could I forget? <laughs> now, now I, I don't know if I'm reading between the lines, but when, when I got a Series S review kit and you got your Series X review kit and we all got enrolled into that program, it was all super cool. Uh, I don't remember seeing any advanced content prior to uh the the general rollout for the review period two weeks before i didn't remember seeing any videos from brad sams talking about the hardware now i presume that that may have been a you know what brad fuck you (laughs) from microsoft for a minute there right but they will see you know they're professionals and they've got a a scoop's a scoop he's a journalist whatever the case may be but you know uh, from 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 your perspective, if you suddenly, if that came across your desk, if you sneak snuck your way into a Microsoft server and found that image, would you sit on it or would you leak it? Oh, I would totally sit on it. I'm not in. I'm not in the game of releasing Microsofts. I know too many people at Microsoft who would just never really talk to me ever it. again. Yeah, mm. yeah. I'm not. I, I've known things that I've sat on just because I'm not. Like I've I've could have made videos about a whole bunch of stuff that I knew that I just. I'm not going to. That's not. That's not the type of person I am. Mm, yeah. You're not and, in the business of pissing people off. Yeah. Yeah. Like, and and your your presumption about Brad is right. I yeah. think he got blacklisted. I don't. I don't think mm. you'll ever see him receive anything uh, from Microsoft for review product ever again. I think yeah. he's completely shut shut out. Yeah. Because and that was like a week away. Like you've just ruined. Yeah. Like in a pandemic, you've days. just ruined a bunch it wasn't of people's a week. It was hardware. days, wasn't it? Yeah, like literally a couple of days. It, well, there was there was the the um uh the media thing that was going to be happening that week where pe- they would invite people and mm. yeah, but like it, it was it really worth the web traffic and the YouTube views and oh, all that stuff just to long term you know, no. 
Exactly. That's why. That's why I would no. I would totally sit on it. I would, if that inf- if that information came to me, I would probably actually Ping them email say, hey. my contacts at Microsoft. Yeah. I I I would probably, uh, you know, DM Phil and being like, listen, or I'd get a hold of Phil and talk to him, yeah. being like. I was sent this, and if I have this, then I'm sure some other someone else does. Yeah, you probably should look for something. But like, no, I would not. I would not leak that whatsoever. Yeah, it's it's interesting, you know. Like, it's it's a kind of unique position, right? Because at the end of the day, none of us are are journalists, right? We're not we're not out to capture someone a a lie and 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 you know post and get a headline and get clicks, like. It's a weird, it's a weird world. And when I saw that happen, I mean, I thought the marketing team at Microsoft did a phenomenal job of responding to it with humor and grace, right? I was like, mm. fair, fair. It's probably the best marketing moment of the year, and I think that's they did win, despite our grievances sometimes with the Xbox marketing mm. team. They won marketing team of the year, um, at an award earlier this week. But like, you know, much much like you said, Rand, you know, like I've 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 been sitting on some stuff for like over a year. Mm that I, I am just not going to talk about. Yeah. I look forward to talking about it, but I can't talk about it yet. Um, and that's that's what happens. Like, <laughs> and sometimes to our own detriment. Yeah, I'd love, um, <laughs> I'd love to. Like sometimes it. you sit on stuff so long that it actually ends up getting announced before you get to say anything. Yeah. Because fun fact, I got told almost exactly a year ago that a new Little Big Planet game was coming and I had to sit on it. And I sat on it, and I sat on it, and I sat on it, and I kept asking, hey, can I say something? Nope, nope, nope. Sackboy Adventures came along eventually. Yeah. And that's I remember, me, I remember you telling me about that at Christmas last year. And if I'm told <laughs> don't say anything, then I'm not going to say anything. It, yeah. it doesn't, like, that's just, yep. so if you've ever seen me say something, it's because I've been told, you can say something now. Yeah. And that's. It's You'd just... like to think most of us will do it that way and not like how Brad did it, yeah. which was just, this now, is huge, get it out there. Yeah, I, I just thought it was an interesting question, man, so thank you for uh, for tackling that one. Um, it's always it's always uh, an interesting scenario, and I, I wonder if Brad seriously regrets his, uh, his five minutes of fame. I don't know. <laughs> um, yeah, but he's still got the, a massive the... following now as a result, doesn't he? The, the funny thing is, it's like he released a video about it, and then I think uh, one of my buddies' dealer ended up, his video ended up getting more views than Brad's, and his website went down, so all the traffic went to Windows Central mm. uh, for the announcement because they cover, you know, they covered the announcement. Obviously, here's Brad Sam's known Microsoft leaker with the price of the Series S. I think it was more. Here's what I think it was. It wasn't that he leaked the price because that's what we had speculated for a year that it was. Yeah, yeah. It's because he leaked the marketing images. Of what the mm. console looked like, right? So it gave it a yeah, sense, yeah. an aura of this is legit. Like, I think that next day or maybe that night, Jez leaked the price of the Series X. Yeah, but he didn't. Re- he didn't release also marketing stuff that was essentially stolen from a yeah. Microsoft server. And I think that's the bigger issue. Is like they look at it as theft. Like you stole this from us. If he had just mm-hmm. been like, I've seen things. And the Series S is getting revealed soon, and it's two ninety nine. I know this for a fact, and didn't show the console. I think mm. it probably would have played out differently. Yeah, you're yeah. probably right. But, mm. This is yeah, crazy, crazy. It's been a crazy year. It's hard to believe that that was earlier this year, but it was. 
Um, yeah. I think that's so it. That for, was Twitter. That was, that, so it's that just was the forum now, right? Uh, yes. We're rocking so we at two and a half hours now, so do you want to cherry pick a bit? <laughs> um, I'm just trying to see. There's not too much there. Oh, um, okay. Dio okay. Game asks, uh, my question is whether we should expect to see any titles beyond Deathloop and Ghostwire from ZeniMax in 2021. Maybe Starfield? Yeah. That's pretty easy to answer. Like, like release and... in 2021? Yeah, I think no, we're no, going to see some stuff. Expect to see any. He doesn't say release, just see. See, I expect them to reveal Starfield and Wolfenstein 3. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Maybe even uh, Arcane's next game Yeah. Uh, yeah. this year. So, Well, hold on. Deathloop is Arcane, isn't it? There's two studios. Yeah, but they have two studios. They're the oh, other right. one yeah, yeah. okay. doing uh, something new, which cool. has been rumored to either be Prey 2 or Dishonored 3. So. Hmm. Okay. Okay. Um, okay, cool. Uh, so that's it. That's, that's nice and quick. Uh, Apache, uh, actually, i got a couple of questions. Now with many announced Xbox games, what are you looking forward to the most and why? I mean... Yeah, I, we kind of covered that. Did one we word, cover it, that? two word. It, Halo Infinite for me. I'm still can't, yeah, I'm jazzed perfect, to play perfect that. Dark or Halo Infinite. Um, yeah, for me, a bunch of them, maybe all of them, I can't wait for. Yet it is probably the most boring answer. I can absolutely cannot wait for Halo. I got Staten you. has made a comment. Halo works best in big environments, not in narrow corridors. That's why many levels in Halo CE still hold up. Not the library. If they bring back bring this magic back combined with uh, awesome multiplayer, this will be the event of the year. Oh, Xbox aside, what other game do you look forward to? In brackets, me, Breath of the Wild 2, Naya Replicant, and many more. Uh, I'm more confident in Xbox Game Studio than ever with Perfect Dark being first person. I think in the future, Xbox will be a powerhouse for first person shooters, immersive sims, and RPGs. That seems pretty logical. Yep. It makes the gaming sphere more exciting than ever. Sony will continue to build on its strength. This has the potential to be the best generation of games ever. Also, Rand should play Breath of the Wild. Yes, you should, Rand. Mm. Uh, Xbox era, Xbox 2, best crossover. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, we're all looking forward to Halo, Perfect Dark. Um, can I... my, probably my main two. Yeah, can I shout out one game really quickly that I, I, I regret that I didn't mention when we were talking about the Game Awards, and I think it deserves a moment oh. to shine. It Takes oh. Two from Hazelight. Oh, yeah, that looked really cool. Totally bonkers, wonderfully heartfelt. Yeah, it, looks it looks like a gamer's game, and I cannot wait to play that. Uh, it looks yeah, it looks, cool. it looks phenomenal. Um, yeah, that is probably up there on my list of, yeah, I'm really looking forward to that. Because if you think about, and this comes into that conversation we were talking last week about games that focus on using the medium as a way to tell story, when brothers tail two sons with the sticks mm. and 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 so on, this is from that same studio, right? I played a way out. I really yeah. enjoyed that. That was an amazing kind of moment um, with my buddy. This is going to be one I'm going to try and get the wife to sit down and play mm. because it's about fixing a broken relationship. Yeah, yeah. I love you, darling. <laughs> and and Rand, Rand, you should play Breath of the Wild. I mean, I've been playing. Have you not played it? Well, no, I haven't. I, I don't really play much of my Switch, but uh, I've been playing Immortals Phoenix Rising with people say has stolen I want that from game. a Breath of the Wild, and I really like that like that game. So that that is that is like 
that game looks. I, I'm, I'm sorry, I've said. Put this that way. down. Uh, put that John it, down. John, it put that looks down. so up my alley. Like it literally looks like Zelda meets OG God of War. Yeah, it's, it's a very yeah. It's it's it's. Have you not played it yet? No, I'm it, waiting for. I'm I was just I was just winding sale. Nick up on camera because uh, we reached out to Ubisoft and uh, that for some reason. Why are you they sending me physical years. copies, Ubisoft? I know, I can't believe that. <laughs> I, it's I 2020. You, didn't you tell them that your reviewer is in Australia and a code would be easier? Well, this is the thing. They, they just said, hey, we haven't got digital codes anymore. And I'm like, I, their system is, is really strange, such... man. I'm, I'm not a big fan of how they... how they. It's not their fault. Like The people I've actually spoken to have been super helpful considering we're small and we get that. Um but the the platform that they use to request review code is f- not fun to use. But yeah. But how are they? St- how is anyone know. still sending out discs but in twenty twenty? It's a strange. Like, time. come on. Yeah. That's just anyway. Um. Next one, Big Z. Hi all. First of all, I would like to mention that it is great that Rand has come on the show. Yes, it is. Rand and I do like each other. We do. Yeah, we don't. We don't hate each other. We don't. Yeah, in fact, Nick. Other. Nick was like, "Should we play up the li- rivalry on the show?" And he just, <laughs> just like, no, no. I said, I said to Rand, I said, Rand, no matter what you hear me say to you, I love you. Yeah, no, <laughs> that's interesting though. Anything here. Because in the background, <laughs> I was totally betraying Nick and like messaging around, like, "Do you want me to like halfway through?" Because I'm running the the recording session i can just swap his name out and make it say mediocre ed and and then to ed i was like do you want me to just put the tomato gif in his in in his place of his camera and, you know like <laughs> could it could it, this could all be happening right now guys you don't know until you see it on youtube tomorrow <laughs> i want the audience i want the audience to know that these gentlemen are decades older than me and they're <laughs> acting like five-year-olds yeah you have some fun in decades life. huh decades yeah Wait, are you older than me nick i think you're older than me Oh, I am older than everyone. Yeah. You're 40. I am older than everyone. Four Although zero. I will say, I, I felt very, uh, it, it felt nice. Uh, someone on the, the Game on Daily podcast YouTube comments said, what? Nick's 40? He looks like he's in his 20s. I was like, oh, that's so nice. That it was, was me nice. on an alt account just to mess with your mind and make you feel good. And now I'm taking that comment nah. away. Sorry, bro. Thanks, mate. I, <laughs> I do look very young and I'm very attractive. Thank you. <laughs> Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah, sure. Um, my said no one except uh, uh-huh. except Nick over here and his wife. Um, and he says, <laughs> "My question for this week is: In light of Xbox receiving a marketing award, do you think Xbox's marketing has improved over the past year or so? If not, what are the things you would like them to improve going forward, or just improve in general? Finally, is From Software just trolling Special Ed at this point? Yes, they are." They 100% pulled Elden Ring because I said something. <laughs> what now, do you reckon, Brad? What can they uh, do? <laughs> their, their marketing has improved. I don't think the issue has really been with Microsoft's marketing. It's been more with their messaging. And like we all said back with the May showcase that they hyped it up like it was going to be like this it was almost the E3 levels of amazing and it was not. Um, I am infamous for setting, for tempering expectations and it looks like Aaron learned and he really tried to dial down the expectations for the Game Awards and it was good because the Game Awards were actually took people by surprise because no one was expecting anything. 
that is how they should do it going forward. I'm I'm hoping they've learned their lesson to stop hyping up stuff that is not worth hyping up, like inside Xboxes that are boring as and don't do anything good. And just Microsoft has always had a problem with not understanding what actually gets people hyped. I'm hoping now that they're starting to learn that lesson. Hopefully. Anyone? Anyone else? Um, so I'll, I'll just say, I think their marketing around the Series X was phenomenal. Like leading from, from the start of the VGAs to the launch of the console. Mm. Um, I thought it was all just fantastic. I'm not particularly a fan of the brand marketing they're doing now with like, hey, Xbox hooked me up to a dream machine and these are the images mm, that I see. Yeah. I don't I don't think that works very well. Um, I don't get it. Cause, but I, I would get it, power your dreams. Um, what I want them to focus more on, uh, and I will say like the team that does the Game Pass stuff ads is great as yeah. well, mm. is I think they do need to improve on their marketing of games. They don't do a very good job, in my opinion, when it comes to games marketing. Yes. They're very good at platform marketing, brand marketing, uh, and stuff. But like when it comes to games marketing, uh, I don't think I don't think they're they're there yet. I, I still think I, I don't think like when I when I look at how Sony markets some of their prestige titles, um, they just do it whether it's like a state of play. Where it's like, here's Demon Souls running for 20 minutes, or here's, uh, uh, you know, uh, you know, Ghost of Tsushima, plus like the trailers they cut, where they show off like, here's all the games coming. Like they did a recent one where here's all the new and upcoming games for PlayStation Five. Like I think Sony is like the leader when it comes to games marketing and getting people excited about their product. And I feel Xbox hasn't really hit that level where they're very good at marketing their games uh, in the same way uh, the Sony is. At least that's just my opinion. But does that go back to the content problem, though? Sure, it does Does, go back to the content problem. Does that go back to the fact that their games haven't been at that level? And that's why. Like, Like we said earlier, they thought Halo Infinite was fit to show. Like, does no, I mean, that they go... did. They they did good marketing lead up for Halo, right? Like the um, the CGI trailer was good. Yeah, uh, all that stuff was good. But like, I think the showing of Halo in that format wasn't good. And, and I don't know if that's on the marketing team or on three four three. But like, well, no, I just that's on three four three for sure. That's on three four three. Right. I I just kind of like look at it like like they don't. They're good at marketing the platform, and they're not good at marketing individual games. When I look at PlayStation and when I look at Nintendo, they're both really good at doing both. Maybe it's because they have the content. That's right. Uh, where the you can throw, better. where they can throw a hype trailer in there, and like you get really excited about all the games coming for these platforms. But then Xbox rarely ever does that, and that could be because all they have is CGI trailers to work with, because that's mm. all the studios have delivered them. Um, hopefully like they need to work on that because as we know 23 studios pretty much all going to be putting out content starting 2022 ish so it's it's something that they need to really start uh switching gears on because Mm. you you can only market the world's most powerful console which it really isn't right now for so long before you need to then start Mm. marketing uh, something else yeah right 
yeah, I, yeah. I think as well, uh, some of their tone that they hit with marketing, just, just it's just weird. Like the first time, and I, I think I said this episode before, episode before that, and I'm not sure if you agree with this, Rand, and, and everybody else, but when you see a Sony game presented at E3 or whatever for the first time, it's always very somber. Sony Entertainment presents in the white font. Serious intro to the game. When Microsoft show off gears, it's like, here's a hip-hop track. And it's just like, and big headline banners coming at you. More enemies. And it just feels, it feels like being marketed to as an adult, like a 15-year-old would. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Like, I, I don't know if that comes across right, but it's really, mm. it's the tone that they set. Like, I think I agree with you, Rand. The, the Game Pass Twitter account is fantastic. The Game Pass ads are hilarious. The memes uh, when they started doing TikTok stuff was very, very funny. Like, very self-aware, self-deprecating when they were going through the folder and pictures of fridges and speakers and mm. Phil holding the bazooka and all that kind of stuff. Great. You've hit your your target demographic of the people that pay attention to that stuff that are online talking about you. But from a wider perspective, the whole bombastic attitude driven marketing cycle for some of their stuff is just, it just completely bounces off me. I just find it, it grates. I want to see them, you know, if, if games are art and if they love games, like let the, let just let the game speak for themselves. You know, exactly as you said, you know, make inside Xbox, Here's this title that's coming out next week. We're going to do a 20-minute demo, and that's all we're going to do, and it's just going to be gameplay-focused with no stupid music and a silly trailer and loads of words popping up at you to deliver the plot that doesn't exist. You know, just let the game speak for themselves a bit more. Um, that would be my take. Yeah. 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 They do. They, I mean, the games need to be there, and they need to be good. That's it, it makes it a lot easier to market a game when a game looks and is great. Well, Gears Five. That's, that's the a, issue. The most recent example, right? Game looked and was I don't you know, I don't care whether you like Gears or not, it was a great game. Marketed terribly. Yeah, but <laughs> that's right. And that's what I'm saying. I'm saying that the, the the base has to be a good looking game that looks good and then it's a lot easier yeah. to market it. So if the game does look good and you still get the marketing horribly wrong, well, then you've got other problems. Um, okay, the last from the forum. Liam S. Hi, guys. I'll keep it short this week. Yes, because Liam asked like 73 questions last week. Uh, so only two this time. Studio Wildcard. The makers of Ark Survival Evolved are making Ark 2 exclusively for Xbox, PC, dropping PlayStation and Switch. They have been... Do we know that, though? Do we know that Ark 2 is a 100% exclusive and not just timed? Uh, I would imagine launch, it's timed. It, launching exclusively. La- that's the phrasing used, so you can take that as timed. As oh, okay, so it's timed. Uh, they have Vin Diesel as the face of Ark 2, and the animated series has Russell Crowe, David Tennant, along, among others attached. Have you heard anything about Microsoft picking them up? Uh, Xbox would finally have an exclusive Sad Dad third-person game. Uh, seems a lot for a small 60-person studio. Aaron Greenberg said they were working closely with them. That's the first question. Uh, I have heard nothing about that studio being picked up at all. Same. Um, yeah, don't, I, I don't know. Anyone else heard anything? I haven't heard anything about them. I've never seen their name mentioned when it comes to acquisitions. I haven't Not a sausage. heard anything about them. I, I, I know that their game, despite how I feel about it, which is I played it, for like 10 hours uh 
uh, found it to be an unoptimized mess and uh, and then mm. found out that I was really annoyed that you could be killed while you were offline in a server. Which, really? Yeah. I don't know whether that's changed. This was way back when it first launched and I was just like, never touching that again. Just wasted my time. You're back to zero and you can't even do anything about it unless you build like some sort of super cool base. And even then, people can just grind their way in while you're asleep and off, logged off the game. Madness. So I never went back and touched it, but they've kept it updated. They've added a bunch to it. Um, It still performs horribly, but it's very, very popular because dinosaurs are cool. So is it a steady 30 on Series X? (laughs) No. I don't think so. <laughs> I think they tried to launch a 60 FPS mode, if you can call it that. But I, as I said, I haven't touched uh, it in a long, long time. I've certainly heard nothing uh, that would indicate Microsoft have any interest with them. But then they probably know that it is a very popular game, despite the fact that it might not be popular with the hardcore. So, mm. yeah. I mean, one of the most one of the most popular games on Xbox is Roblox, and nobody ever talks about that, right? Exactly. Oh God, I know all about Roblox. <laughs> yeah, my kid uh, plays Roblox, my, although he's gone off it quite. My late. kid, yeah, my kids play it, and Rec Room as well. Rec Room's out on Xbox just, now. Yeah, I just got shown Rec Room very recently, and showed it to my daughter, and she's jumped in, and have you she's played enjoying it? it. It's, have you played it on VR? You've got an Oculus Quest now, right? It's it's a VR. No, game. I haven't. I. I, I, yeah, that's right. It's Oculus, and it's actually, it's funnily enough, it's on PlayStation, but not on Switch, <laughs> which kind of surprises me. But then Roblox isn't on Switch either, which also surprises me. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Rec Room is, it's kind of like a slightly more polished version of Roblox. Yeah, kind of. yeah. I, I guess you could say that. Because people can make their own games and I can do da, 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 da. It's, it's a very similar thing. Um, okay, second question and last question. Perfect Dark seems like its gameplay is going to be a cross between Mirror's Edge and Hitman. Sounds awesome. When David Gallagher announced the initiative at E3, he said he was joining Xbox's senior leadership team. What does that actually mean? Is he the one spearheading spearheading the le- leaving studios? I assume he means leading studios yeah. uh, to do their own thing strategy. Love the show and always look forward to it. Same goes for you, Rand. Thanks, guys. Um, I don't know. Did, did David? Gall- I thought David Gallagher was just so from a from an organisational perspective. Every studio head, so uh, Tim Schafer, Bonnie Ross, David Gallagher, blah 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 blah. They're all part of the ELT, Executive Leadership Team, or Senior Leadership Team (SLT). It's pretty much how it works in organisations. Their management they report into uh, into Matt Booty. Matt Booty reports into Phil. That's that's it's just organisational. It's it's nothing more than that. Okay. Okay, cool. Bit of a downer question to end on, really. It's boring organizational stuff, the end. (laughs) Well, I mean, mean, there are a couple of questions in the Discord if you'd like me to cover those. Oh, God, no. We've had enough. It's nearly nearly a three-hour podcast. I know it was going to be a long one because we had an end on. uh, And there was a lot (laughs) to talk about. Um, (laughs) But no, those those Discord people, they uh, they they can remain in the darkness for now. Um, do you want to know? Uh, want to know something super nerdy and super cool that I'm doing for my little boy for Christmas? Just off a random tangent. Talk about Roblox and Minecraft. And Minecraft obviously was in the news recently as being the most watched game on YouTube. Yes, it is. My son is responsible for several billion of those hours. He absolutely adores yeah, same, yeah. Minecraft and watching Minecraft videos. And I was blown away today. Absolutely blown away. I had a lot of DIY to do. Um, decorating his room in time for Christmas. 
So he was playing his switch and he, he, he knocks on the door because I'm keeping him out of his room. If he's moved into his sister's room while I'm renovating his room, right? So he's completely cut off and he's not allowed in to see what I'm doing. Um, and I come out and he goes, Dad, I really want to show you this. I've built the biggest roller coaster in the world. And my boy has been watching guides on YouTube. He's only six and he's figured out how to do all this stuff by listening and learning, which I'm really proud of. And he's built mm. this epic roller coaster that takes him across all the different biomes in his little creative world in Minecraft. He's worked out how the batteries worked. He's done like jump, all sorts of crazy stuff. And he was he, the pride in him showing me this. I was equally proud as a dad to watch my little boy like show me all this stuff. Little does he know that I just spent uh, about two hundred pound with uh, a marketing uh, printing company to make custom Minecraft wallpaper. I took a Minecraft block and very kindly pre-drag our art lead helped me up-res it to the appropriate resolutions for uh, for a printing company. And I've got custom Minecraft wallpaper that is turning his room into like a Minecraft-themed room, which I'm quite excited about. Mm. So I thought I'd share that little tidbit. But yeah, kids kids are Minecraft, man. They love that stuff. It's pretty cool. No, that's good. Yeah, it should look cool. That's really nifty cool. Room. Nifty room. I'm kind of jealous. It would be better than this dump that I'm in right now. <laughs> uh well you know three hours rand how are you feeling how was your how was your time on the xbox here podcast did, did you enjoy it never again. Oh, it was great it was, it was great you. you're gonna you're gonna have some work cut off you on the uh, audio version because at some point uh I, when i was watching this it stopped recording and i started up as fast as i can oh. so <laughs> you too yeah good luck uh i mean i know when it cut out it was like two hours and 12 minutes and then i started it up a few seconds later so you're gonna have to do some uh finagling to get the audio to line yeah, up yeah i even posted my timestamps for when mine cut out a couple seconds i but... would argue that it's you people with your convoluted setups you know, here me and Ed are with our reliable snowballs that never cut out and never go wrong. No, it, it was just Premiere just stopped recording. I, don't, I didn't do anything. Uh, it's happened to us Bloody the best of times, man. It's, it's, I, there's so many times where we've been like, we thought we'd done everything perfectly and then we, we go to build it and like someone's audio just didn't come through at all. And it's like, I think the worst one we had was Charisma Williams came on. And she said, uh, yeah, 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 I can do Audacity. No problem. I'll record it in the background. What she neglected to mention, and we didn't think of asking when we saw her on camera, she wasn't wearing headphones. So she was recording her speech while our audio was coming through her speakers of her laptop. So what we got was just this mishmash of noise of the entire podcast as her audio file. It was unusable. So <laughs> you live and learn. You live and learn. But I'll figure it out. It's fine. But yeah, it's been good. It's been great. Oh, yeah. um, really, really appreciate you coming on, Rand. Uh, always a big yeah, Rand, fan thanks of everything you do. Um, yeah. and I, I, was, I was thinking it was going to be like 9 o'clock because, you know, really later than what it is because you guys are all over the place in terms of yeah. where you're at. So 4 o'clock for me was, uh, you know, very nice. Well, it's half and one now in I the still morning got, for me. <laughs> yeah, now, I, now I still get to go play some video games, you know? So. yeah. yeah. Yeah, it all works out rather well. Well, well you know, I'm sure, I'm <laughs> sure John, we'll have you on again. And John gets to go to sleep. I, I yeah. do get to go to sleep, and my kids will wake me up in about five hours' time. So, living the dream, guys. Living the dream. That dad 12.30 dream. in the middle of the day here. <clears throat> I'm good. But, um, you know, I, I, the hilarity thing is, I was sitting there and I was about to say, you know, anyone on Xbox here, if you're not subscribed to Randall Thor, please go Definitely and make not. sure you, you click that button. But I would imagine that all 3,000 of our 
subscribers already are because um, you're one of the biggest names there's in probably Xbox. a little bit of overlap there just a smidge um, probably a little bit of overlap. but equally if the eighty thousand or so subscribers of randall thor want to come and click on our channel we'll take it yeah, uh, yeah. Throw, some, <laughs> throw some our way throw we're, we're our not way at way. 80 we're not at eighty thousand just yet maybe sometime next year but yeah getting close but you've seen phenomenal what are you at? You're, you're right up there though yeah uh, I think I hit seventy-two thousand a couple, like few, like maybe like last week. So. Yeah, round that up, round that up, yeah. Yeah. round it up to the nearest ten. So but... round up to eighty, don't worry about it. I, th- I think, uh, you know, Rand, from from a personal perspective, uh, I think your videos are great. They're never too clickbaity. They're never full of crap. Um, so keep on trucking and doing what you're doing, man. It's appreciated. Thank you. And so I try uh... my best, man. I try my best. <laughs> Good stuff. So on that note, um, we will bid all of our listeners uh, a, a firm and fond farewell. Uh, as always, you know, if you if you're new to this podcast and you've come and tuned in because Rand's here, I don't blame you. You know, he's uh, he's quite the character. But uh, you know, feel free to give us a like and subscribe. Leave us a comment in the uh, YouTube comment section below if you enjoyed what you heard. If you have any questions. Um, and if you really want to support us, feel free to check out our Patreon and obviously head to www.xboxera.com uh, as our forums are there and all our news and written reviews, etc., etc. So with that, I think we will all say a fond farewell. So I'll catch you later. Ciao for now. Later, See you, everybody. Over and out.